You're listening to Watching Friends on the HyperX Podcast Network. Welcome back to Watching Friends. We've made it to Season 3, Episode 1, the one with the Princess Leia fantasy. Hi there, I'm Mark. And uh, what is your fantasy? I'm Ryan and ba ba da ba 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 da ba 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 da ba. I mean, from that, I guess it's fitting as, as the Star Wars geek of the podcast. It's fitting that I'm on the helm for this episode. Definitely, like I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. Uh, like the is it the prequels? I don't know the original the original trilogy. Let's call it that. Yep. Uh, fine i guess like the first first one first first two okay third one whatever uh the the then the prequels i kind of enjoyed the the pod race scene in the first one and then i lost focus after that pod racing is cool and then i watched the the first new one the sequels yep okay uh <laughs> i watched that it was fine it was a retelling of one of the other films generally and then I didn't watch anymore because everyone told me the second one was absolutely terrible. And then the third one doesn't make any sense. And then you got Solo and then there's the Mandalorian and there's a million other things. And then, no. And that's just like, you know, live action stuff. You haven't included Star Wars Rebels or the Clone Wars or any of the comic books like Dr. Aphra or any of the novels like Thrawn Ascendancy and that kind of stuff. There's just so much Star Wars now. It's absolutely insane. Like I do think you're either a Star Wars or a Star Trek fan. And the odd thing to me is, like, Star Trek is seen as the nerdy, geeky one, when actually Star Trek seems to be the more action-y one, and Star Wars seems to be the geeky one with, you know, lots of politics and treaties and things like that going on. I guess it depends what you're looking at. If you're comparing the original trilogy to the original series of Star Trek, Star Trek is definitely the the hard sci-fi nerdy one, and Star Wars is space lasers and spaceships. Whereas if you then were to compare something, I guess, like Voyager or Deep Space Nine, which is more action-y of Star Trek, to the prequels, which is, you know, Senate meetings for two hours, yeah. and Jar Jar Binks, you'd be like, oh, wait, no, Star Trek's the cool one. So it depends what you're looking at, I guess. I, I, I guess we should probably talk about our Friends episode, because we're going to talk a lot about Star Wars. So so why don't we get some Friends, friends talking here first, <laughs> and then we can talk a bit more about Star Wars, yeah? I mean, I'm always having so much Star Wars, so yeah, let's, let's, let's go. <laughs> is, is that our side podcast? What, watching Star Wars. We'll be here forever. There's oh. so much content. It's insane. But what, what is your friend's news, Mark? Um, well, we, we dumped all our friend's news in the last episode because a little secret here. We do record multiple episodes in an afternoon because <gasps> we're very busy and this isn't our full-time jobs and the Patreon doesn't pay enough for us to, to quit our full-time jobs to do this by yeah, itself. So, 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 while it's out, fans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, we, we do this in our spare time. So, uh, yeah, so we've we've literally just recorded the end of season two. Now recording season three. So I don't have any more friends news that's on top of my head. There, is, there probably is some that I've sent you uh, over time. So we have like a little um, little channel, don't we? That we we chat about friends podcast news. I guess we do. I mean, I guess I guess one thing to add that we didn't mention last episode was be I no longer have COVID. Uh, COVID finally got me and and put a halt to to watching friends shenanigans for about what ten days. Uh, yeah, we had we hadn't recorded for about three weeks. Yeah, uh, but you know we make sure that you guys don't have to deal with that, and you get a new episode every week. I mean, we're super dedicated. Well, 
Tried to be, right? I meant that sincerely. I don't know why it sounded sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. Like the fact that we don't miss weeks. Um, but no. I, I, I have, I have, uh, I did send you a very cool meme that I really like. And it's basically the, the story that Chandler wrote and they've, they've drawn it out on lined paper. And it's like, it was summer. It was hot. And there's a picture of like Chandler there with like a little bit of sweat dripping on him going, it sure is hot. <laughs> Rachel was there. A lonely grey couch. And there's a grey couch there with like a, a rain cloud above it. Oh, look, cried Ned. And then it's like a, a stick drawing of a guy going, oh, look. And then the kingdom was his row. And there's like a, a stick man with a, a crown on and stuff. And I'm like, that's very funny. Um, I really do like this. There's, there's a lot of cool friends memes coming out at the moment. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's lots of, I guess, kind of clickbaity articles that I keep seeing. It's like, friends reunion director explains why Paul Rudd and Cole Sprouse weren't included. And he basically just says, we only had an hour and 45 minutes and couldn't include everyone. I'm like, well, that's not an explanation, is it? When yeah. people when people see the article, you think, right, I want a justifiable reason for why those two characters or two actors were missing from the reunion and we didn't have enough time doesn't fly as an argument given that A, you set how long the show is because yeah. you're the director and B, as we mentioned last episode and everyone mentions, all the superfluous nonsense they wound up putting into the show as extras. Yeah, exactly. Um, can, can, can I tell you one other meme while we're here meme away Mark meme so away. this is a Ross inspired one and it's uh, a lady and a man arguing and uh, it says uh, the woman saying I'm sick of your dinosaur obsession even our son was affected by it the bloke says back hey don't pull Albertosaurus into this <laughs> <laughs> and yeah I could definitely see Ross naming you know one of his future children Albertosaurus right if you had to name a child after a dinosaur Mark what dinosaur would you pick T-Rex. Oh no, I don't know. Yeah, you, you'd want you'd want a really cool, like, powerful name, right? Like, like Phoebe says, it's like the Hulk. <laughs> you kind of want that, that, that sort of name. You, you don't want Diplodocus. That that sounds like they're sleepy. Yeah. Um, well, my favorite dinosaur is uh, Pachycephalosaurus. Okay. Um, that's just too much to say. That is. Like, yeah. Calling them in from the playground, but nope, not yeah. doing that. Um, Compy, maybe I like the compies. They're, okay. they're little and excitable and run around. That could, you know, if you have like more than one kid, if you have like triplets or something, you could call them all Compy. Compy, because they will answer to the same name and they'll run around excitedly together. So that might work. Sounds perfect. What if you had to name a kid after a Star Wars character? Uh, Chewie. I don't know the character's <laughs> name. Jar Jar. Like they're all terrible names, aren't they? I mean, I, I joked with my ex that I was going to call our firstborn son Bosk. Okay. And she was like, oh, what? yeah, you mentioned this before, yeah. She, she hated the idea. I'm like, no, um, she can call him. She could have called him whatever she wanted. Like, like, I'm going to call him Bosk. I'm sure there's some people that call their, their children like Han and Le- Leia, you can get away with. Yeah. Because it's just, or Leah, however you want to pronounce it, I guess. It'd be Leia, but yeah. Leia, yeah. Uh, yeah, that one you can get away with. Um, you know, Solo, no. Darth, <laughs> no. No. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know any more names beyond that. I mean, Ben, you could get away with as an easy one. Right. It's like Obi-Wan being old Ben Kenobi, maybe. But all right, Mark, seeing as you, you're not doing well on what you'd call kids, if you had to name one of your kids after a friend's character, who are you picking? I mean, it wouldn't be Ross because you hate Ross. Yeah, like, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Ross listeners out there. I don't, I don't like the name Ross either. You, I feel like you kind of want names where uh, they can be shortened. Like, you can't shorten Ross. No, and, and as Phoebe says, like, what's it short for? Like, Rossifer? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, you, it's just, it's, it's too simple. Um, definitely not Chandler, because you know Chandler's a girl. Chandler's a girl. You can't go that. Ra- Rachel's a lovely name for a girl. 
I feel like Monica uh, is probably a bit too specialized. Like as soon as you say Monica, you kind of think of uh, Monica from Friends or Monica Lewinsky. And what if I tell you you can't have any of the main six? You have to pick a different character. You can't go with Gunther. Like, even though your baby would look like Gumpher, all babies do, I mean, you can't have Gumpher. You just go with ugly naked baby. Ugly naked baby, yeah, I like that one. That, that could have different connotations, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I don't know. That is something I would have to think about because I'm sure there's some very interesting names out there. Maybe Janice. Oh, no, you can have Janice. You, as soon as you say the name Janice, you, you can hear it. You know, you know that meme where it's like, the teacher says that I can't hear pictures and there's a picture of something and you can hear it, right? As soon as you say Janice, all you hear is, oh my God. I saw a friend's one of those earlier and it was uh, a picture of Joey looking at Rachel with the look. Yep. And obviously you hear how you do. And, and yep. then there was one of Janice as well. There was one of Phoebe shouting something, but I, I couldn't remember the episode. I was really annoyed at myself. I was like, the three of the four I could remember. Yep. And that one I was like, is it the Pottery Barn episode? And I couldn't remember it. If it's Phoebe, it's probably going to be Pottery Barn, right? Yeah. Like, for some reason. It's the one thing we remember her shouting, I guess. Yep. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I guess we should uh, get into the episode. Yeah, let's go for it. And again, Mark, we join the gang at Central Park. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. But they're not there yet. They're arriving at Central Park. Okay, because, you know, we're taking the mick a little bit, and that's not because we hate it, but it is getting a little bit noticeable for me now that we always start at Central Park. Yeah, when you, I'm sure when you watch the episodes like week by week, or you just casually watch them and you watch 10 in a day, you're not critically looking at the episode in the same way we have to when we do podcast notes. So you kind of, your fingers are like, I'm typing, we open at Central Park again. <laughs> it just sticks out more, doesn't it? Yep, definitely. Uh, but we open with the gang entering Central Park. Um, the gang look around confused and we get a uh, her from Chandler. And the gang dejectedly shuffle out, Mark, because there are some interlopers sat in their spot. I, I really like this. It's, it's really funny because we've, we've talked about it before where um, they normally have like a reserved sign on the sofa. And I'm guessing by this point uh, in the show that people, uh, especially in the media, have commented like, how comes they always seem to get the sofa? Like that's a very prime spot in the cafe. Uh, it's pretty much the only spot that isn't table and chairs. Like it's a more casual place. How do they manage it? And obviously the, the little reserved sign pops up every now and then. So that Makes it a bit more understandable. Maybe one of them gets there early. Maybe we've discussed it. Maybe Gumfer's like, no, no, I'd like it's for for my friends upstairs, especially for Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but no, there's, there's some people there, so I, I think this is probably them calling out to probably some people picking it, picking on it, and going like, it's a bit weird. Yeah, well, we've discussed before how season three seems to be held up as like you know the season of Friends, um, and it kind of makes sense because these interlopers, Mark, are actually the writers of season three. Oh, okay. Um, there, there, I mean, I'd hundred percent write myself a cameo into the show if I was ever on something. Well, especially, well, even if it was just like a, a rubbishy show, you'd kind of want to be part of it and on screen, right? So if it's a huge success like this is, you'd be like, I want to be on primetime TV for. A moment. Yeah, it's not like I'd write myself into the main plot. Where <laughs> yeah. It's like suddenly this is Rachel's new love interest, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. hi guys, it's me. But you know, like sat around in Central Park is is a perfect cameo because no one's going to care unless they're big Friends fans. But you yeah. can always be like, oh yeah, I was in that. I mean, even Peter Jackson wrote himself into the Lord of the Rings. Yes. In Brie, when he bites a carrot. Well, yeah, you you want to like nudge at people and go, look, there's me, or there's my arm, or yeah. probably more than your arm, but yeah, you want to say there's me. So. There I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but have you ever had a spot mark the way the gang at Central Park do? Uh, I I guess so. Not not really thinking about it too deeply. But there, there's certainly times where you'd be like, "This is the the kind of seat 
I pick. And I think that's like a human trait where you, when you first encounter something, especially say like driving or whatever, you're like, you pick a road and once you've done it a couple of times, you're like, I don't need to explore anything else. You stay there. And you certainly, if you've got a cafe that you go to, once you've found the table that you use, if it's free, you generally just kind of go there because that's just a human trait to yeah. try and something new every time. Um, but yeah, I can't, I can't think of anything in particular. I don't go to places often enough. I think so. Back in the day at Subside, which is a, a, a rock bar in Birmingham, uh, it's moved location since, there was a particular spot we liked that was like in the back corner, pat behind the bar. Not actually behind the bar, but... On the, on the right-hand side? Yeah. Okay. And uh, we'd all, that's where we'd like to sit. We'd just go there and we had moments where we'd walk in and be like, oh... There's people in the place we like to see. I, I used to like that area because it had like a nice area for the, like the windows to look out of, whereas yeah. Germany Vesta Bar you couldn't. Um, maybe, maybe I was one of those people before I knew you who had sat there and you'd be like, oh, like, how dare you? Yeah. Yeah. But I liked it because it was close enough to the bar that you didn't have to walk half around the quite yeah. large place to get there. And two, there weren't speakers directly above your head, so you could actually sit there and have a conversation but still hear the music. And you could also watch the front to see who was coming into the place as well. Yeah, that was, that was always fun. But, uh, but yeah, that's something that's closest I've got. But most places, as you said, I've, I've not gone to regularly enough to, to kind of earn a spot. No. Um, but, but then uh, we get the credits. Intro. The intro. Intro. Do you call them credits? No, cre- credits is, for me, is the, the outro stuff, like where you got the names. That's the, that's the credit list, isn't it? Because you have credits at the start, because you have you can, to. Because yeah. of the, what is it, the Screen Actors Guild or whatever it is. Like there's specific rules about needing to have actors like credits at the start and the end oh really because they know that people tend not to sit around at the end so you need of to put not. key credits at the start and it's part of why george lucas got in trouble and left the guild um over star wars okay um because well that, that's relevant for this episode yeah uh, because yeah he basically was like no i don't want credits that way i want my movie to start with a bam, and you get the big ream of text um and then the movie starts and th- that meant well you can't be part of the guild because you're not following our rules and he was like okay then I'll just go make Star Wars. Okay. Which is That's quite interesting. Yeah, no, I would call them the intro. The credits is normally the end, but yeah, I, I, it makes sense because obviously you've got some names in there. Um, I don't know. Maybe our audience can tell us. Can the, the start intro be called the credits? Some of people like opening credits, closing credits. Yes. Which is fine too. Right? That's yeah. a short. Uh, but we find Phoebes, Rachel and Ross all having breakfast at Monica's discussing the most romantic song ever. Say Tupelo Honey by Van Morrison. No way. The most romantic song ever was The Way We Were. Uh, see, I, I think the one that Elton John wrote for um, that guy on Who's the Boss. <laughs> what song is that, Phoebes? Um, Hold Me Close, Young Tony Danza. <laughs> Hi, Monica. Hi, Ma. Hi, Ma. Um. <laughs> God. Has she slept at all? Nope. No, it's been three nights in a row. Yeah, she finally stopped crying yesterday, but then she found one of Richard's cigar butts out on the terrace. That clip is only in there because of young Tony Danza. Okay. Like, if I hear Tony Danza, I sing young Tony Danza. Like, (laughs) I can't help myself. It's just one of these things that stuck in my head. See, I I didn't get the reference at all. I I know it's not right. But I didn't get... But obviously, it's a misheard lyric. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. the... Oh, I'm talking like, hold me close, a tiny dancer yeah. is the actual lyric. But I don't know. This is one of those Phoebe moments that just sticks in my head for some reason. <laughs> I don't know if it's a thing that's you know, the, the Friends fan base as a whole remembers really well. But I can't... I can't not sing 
hold me closer than Tony Dan. <laughs> I, I can't because it's just it just feeds me in my head. It's great, uh, but obviously, as uh, you've if you listen to last week, you know that Rachel, not Rachel, Monica and Richard have broken up. Well, at, at the time, it didn't seem that strong to me. No, like it. It ends on like a sad note, but they're like they're they're dancing and hugging and stuff. But it never, it didn't feel final. It, as we said in the last episode, it felt like they've had an argument basically, and then they're going to talk through it, and then we come back to this episode and it's all hunky dory again. But it turns out no, over the break, uh, that they they did break up. Yeah, and Monica is not handling it well at all. Um, you know, I mean, breakups are tough. I think I was drunk for two weeks straight after my last breakup, um, and I totally related to the. She found one of Richard's cigar butts <laughs> and got upset. Um, only because I was in the flat that we shared and she moved out. So it wasn't like I could avoid reminders because yeah. I was in one well, of my brains or was our flat. So I'd wake up and I'd be like, that's her dress. <laughs> and he's like, drink again or whatever. Um, but she's not handling it well, is she? No, which is sort of understandable. At the same time, I have to wonder, like, she broke up with him. If she's that distraught, make it right. Yeah, maybe you made a mistake. Yeah, like if I feel like breakups are, are more devastating when you you have no control over it. But obviously, she had all the control there, and so you'd feel like she wouldn't be as upset because if if it's upsetting her that much, you'd be like, okay, Richard, we need to talk. Like, let's let's have another conversation. Let's round two. Yep. Of, of, of let's you know, do you want to have kids? You've said you've you basically said you you'll do it again. So. Let's push that further into the yes. Yeah, I mean, if there was one consistent theme that you and I talk about on this podcast, it would be that, you know, we're proponents of open and honest communication because yeah. it would solve 99% of the problems, I guess. Um, one thing it has made me think, though, is, especially in Britain, the strange attitude people have to getting over breakups. Whereas if you lose your job, you're allowed to be upset and people accept that kind of grief for however long it takes you to get over it. If someone, like a loved one, dies or there's like kind of a loss in the family, you're allowed to grieve over that. Even a pet, like your pet could die and you seem to be able to grieve for that longer than a relationship breaking yeah. up. British people seem to have this attitude of, okay, why aren't you over it yet? There's plenty more fish in the sea. And it's yeah. like, well, because I'm not. <laughs> well, no, they, they do say like a breakup is grieving because, yeah, they do just leave your life and disappear, right? Same as if they did die or whatever. Um but you're, you're right, like it isn't a case of, oh, I don't get to see them today. Oh, well, another day, right? Like there's more to it than that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just a weird, and I guess a British attitude in general where it's like, well, don't stop whinging about heartache because we don't like talking about emotions uh, because it's an uncomfortable conversation, I suppose, yeah. where if, if my pet dies, you can be like, oh, yeah, that's sad, they're a nice insert animal, whatever. And it's, it's easy to try and comfort that person. But when there's like a serious breakup of a relationship, there's not a lot you can say that doesn't come across like a platitude. But at no. the same time, you don't want to have a conversation where someone sat there with you going, oh my God, she was the light of my life and I never find anyone. Because when you're in the hole of a breakup, you're in a hole, you're in a hole. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you eventually crawl your way out of it and go, oh, okay, fair enough. But for some reason in Britain, no one wants to have a conversation with you and you're not allowed to mourn breakups in the same way you're allowed to mourn other stuff. Yeah. And I find that strange. Although we do see it later on, um, especially like with Chandler, like the girls help him try to get out of his situation. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, right now they're not being super helpful, Monica. They're just kind of trying to ignore it. Yeah, you get the sense that they've kind of had enough of it. Yeah. And I guess, this, like you said, she broke up with him. So it's kind of like you're upset at what you caused. Yeah. So it's harder to have sympathy for someone when it's like, well, this is your fault. Yeah. Um, but then Joey wakes up 
back at the boys at the boys' apartment, and he's happy to see pancakes for breakfast. But who made those pancakes, Mark? Find out. Morning. Morning. Hey, you made pancakes? <laughs> yeah. Like there's any way I could ever do that. <laughs> Monica and Rachel had syrup. Uh, uh, now I can get my man to cheer up. <laughs> Good morning, Joey. Good morning. Hey, you know what? Here's the thought. Why don't you stay home from work today and just hang out with me? Oh, I wish. Listen, honey, you have that report to finish, and I've got to go see my lawyer. I cannot believe I'm going out with somebody who's getting divorced. I'm such a grown-up. <laughs> I gotta go, I gotta go. Okay, not without a kiss. Well, maybe I won't kiss you and then you'll have to stay. Kiss her, kiss her. <laughs> I'll see you later, sweetie. Bye, Joey. Bye-bye, Janice. <laughs> so when are you dumping her? Nope. Not this time. <laughs> Come on, quit yanking me. <laughs> I'm not yanking you. This is Janice. Yeah, I know. She makes me happy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. You look me in the eye and tell me, without blinking, that you're not breaking up with her. No blinking. <laughs> I'm not breaking up with her. Like, I really love how I like Joey acts here. He clearly hates Janice. He does hate Janice. <laughs> Um, I'm not surprised. I don't like public displays of affection. There's no need. Like, a little kiss is okay. I guess. But subjecting poor Joey to this display is just ick. I don't know. I feel like Joey's put uh, Chana in worse situations. I guess. More awkward situations, I yeah. suppose. But I mean, there might have been a, a wall between them, but uh, it's probably, probably a little bit worse for Chana. No. Because there's some... But 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 the thing is, like Janice, Janice is a very uh, romantic person. You can tell, like she's very much about holding hands, touchy feeling and stuff. So pro- probably a little bit over the top. Yes, I mean I'm fine with the you know Monica had syrup, so I can make you my man happy. That stuff. She's just quirky, yeah. loud, and a bit flamboyant. But the whole like, oh, kiss me so I can leave. I'm not gonna kiss you. It's like, oh, just oh yeah, but yeah, it's like like twelve year old talking on the phone. Like you hang up now, you hang up, isn't it? So yeah, like if you want to do that, fine. Do it in the room or do it in the hallway so no one Joey doesn't have to, you know, be put off his breakfast. Like just <laughs> just, just, just no need. Uh, but back at Monica's and she forlornly comes out of the bathroom looking tragic in her bathrobe. Uh, clutching some of Richard's drain hair. Is it Richard's though? Like it could be anyone's by that point, right? I mean, everyone uses that shower at some point. Yeah. But I mean, let's give Monica enough Enough, you know, intelligence to say she recognises drain hair. Actually, yeah, she does clean it an awful lot, so it might be she cleaned it. Richard used the bathroom and she hadn't cleaned it before. She couldn't bear to get rid of the yeah. drain hair, and now yeah. it's occurred to her. Um, thankfully, Monica remembers that she's in fact Monica and drops the repulsive Richard hair in Ross's cereal. Well, yeah, because Ross is having cereal and he's like, take it away from me, which is uh, like fine. Like, drain hair's gross. Uh, the 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 way that she just chucks it right in the middle to ruin it, it's it's like watching uh, like if you give a kid some food and they don't like it instead of spitting it out in the hand on the floor anywhere they come to your bowl to spit it right in the middle all <laughs> over the food so you can't enjoy it either. Uh, yeah, I I think it was absolutely brilliant the way she did that and just ruined 
Ross's uh, breakfast accidentally. One thing I always hated uh, growing up when I was a kid would be when there'd be like younger family members around mm. and I'd have like a, a zap eye style or something and then like the toddler would appear and the family would be like, oh, you know, little toddler wants some ice cream. And I'm like, he ain't got pocket money. Like this is yeah, yeah, my yeah. Cream. Like, Let him have some. I'm <laughs> like, I don't want to. Not because I'm against sharing, but he's not just going to take like one lick off the side or a little bite out of it. He's basically going to shove the whole thing in his mouth and dribble all over it's, it's it. It's going to be like Beethoven the dog, isn't it? Just, so I ended, up, I ended up just going, you keep it because I don't want it after the dribbled all over yeah. my zap. <laughs> but still. Um, but Monica actually realises that maybe something's wrong with her after you know staring at some drain hair. What is wrong with me? You need to get some sleep. I need to get some Richard. <laughs> Monica, you broke up with him for a reason. I know, I know. I'm just so tired of, of missing him. I'm tired of wondering why he hasn't called. Why hasn't he called? Maybe because you told him not to? What are you, the memory woman? They're not breaking up. Chandler and Janice, they're not breaking up. He didn't blink or anything. Well, you know, I'm not surprised. I mean, if you've seen them together, they're really cute. Cute? This is Janice. You remember Janice? Yes, Joy, I remember. She's annoying, but you know what? She's his girlfriend now. I mean, what can we do? There you go. That's the spirit I'm looking for. What can we do? Huh? All right, who's first? Huh, Ross? Well, I'm thinking Chandler's our friend and Janice makes him happy. So I say we all just be adult about it and accept her. We'll call that plan B, all right? You know, it's, it's kind of funny. I always say Joey's the best friend and, and does all the nice things for everyone. And this time he's actually being quite horrible. Like, he's like, hey, how can we break up Janice and Chandler? And everyone else is like jumping to, to their defense. They're like, no, no, just they're happy. Like, leave them to leave be. Them be. It's, it's kind of like a, a weirdness. Like, and in some ways you could always argue Joey's not being mean. He's actually helping out his friend. He knows. He knows exactly how it's going to go. He's been there before, multiple times with, with Chana and Janice. So he's like looking out for his friend. No, that's you actually having some <laughs> Joey bias going on. He's purely selfishly motivated. He can't stand Janice. Now, admittedly, out of the gang, he's exposed to Janice the most, obviously, second to Chandler. Yep. Um, you know, she's always at his apartment, and does syrup songs in the morning. Oh, and um, what you would hear through the bedroom, like I wouldn't want to hear. Yeah, no, no, thank you. Um, so yeah, I kind of used to be an out of line, to be fair. Everyone else has been nice and mature about it. Yep. And we're like, well, we'll plus, you know, give her a chance. Maybe she'll grow or change, but... Yeah, I, do, I don't think Janice is, is that annoying. Like, I feel like, the, especially on the show, she comes across and does little things here and there that you're like, oh, that is annoying. But probably just talking to her about normal stuff. She's probably fine. Yeah, and for a change, Ross is somehow the best person here. Yes. Because Rachel's like, oh, they're cute should just get over it type thing. But like, you know, she, she agrees that Janice is a nightmare. Whereas Ross is just, we should just let him be happy and accept her. Not yeah. it, her. He's yeah. actively promoting the idea of him accepting Janice into the group the same way the group did Richard, potentially. Well, he, he's like, you know, Chandler's our friend, like, got to be there for him, even if it annoys us. So yeah, like Ross is, Ross is good in this. Well, that makes, begs the question mark. Have you ever hated a friend's partner? I don't know if hated is the right word. It's probably a bit strong, but there's probably partners that you, you don't get on with for various reasons. Fair. Um, either because, you know, they are just terrible people and you're just like, I don't really want to be around them. Or generally the, the case is they're not, not invested in, in getting to know you. They're like, this is my boyfriend or girlfriend. 
and I'm only interested in them. Oh, you're one of their friends. I don't need to to know you or get involved with you because I only care about this person sort of being a part of their life. Fair. Um, and certainly you you know you can't get on with with everyone right, and everyone has different personalities. So there might be some people you like. You know, I'm glad you two are happy, but if you two weren't together, we would never ever talk. Oh yeah, definitely. Sort, sort of thing, right? So no, I don't. I don't think. I can't think of anyone I absolutely hated. I mean, I've I've disliked the way my friends' partners have treated them in the past, um, and been thought they've been like bad relationships. But thankfully, mm. in those situations, I've not had to spend much time around that partner. They've always kind of you know kept them to themselves to themselves. Um, but I do remember uh, a girl that one of my friends was seeing, and he brought her to the pub. Which, for those of you not in Britain, that's a step. That's a relationship step. <laughs> Britain, yeah, hang on, what do you mean? She, he brought her to the pub with you, his friends. Yes. Yeah, I get a context. Yeah. yeah, so he brought the girl he was dating to the group at the pub, which I guess in British is like the step before meeting parents. Like you meet friends. Yes. And then maybe you meet parents, but bringing a girl or a partner to, to meet your friends at the pub is a big deal. It's, it's seen as like more official. Like this is actually the person I'm dating. They exist. They're not a secret anymore. Yep. Uh, you can interact with them. And remember all those fantastic, wonderful, nice things I, I said that they were. Uh, you're going to see if I was lying right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially if it's the, 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 the regular pub. If it's a pub, mm. smaller step. If it's the pub, yeah. big step. Um, like I was dating a girl and... I met her, a bunch of her friends for the first time at a bar and they told it off and we got chatting and I wasn't really sure where it was going or what their opinion of me was. And her friend went, well, she must like you because she don't bring anyone here. And it was like, a, you, you've passed some kind of, I've passed the test. I didn't know I was taken yeah. essentially. And I was like, get in. Yeah, <laughs> exciting. Um, but back to this girl at the pub that was brought along by a friend. Um, she was devoutly Christian. Um, I'm not. One of us had a problem with this, and it wasn't me. Um, so she starts going on about morals and values, and, uh, and she poses a question to, to the group. And I'm sure in her mind, this was a way of, kind of, oh, it's a group conversation that everyone would get involved in. Except it didn't pan out that way. Um, she said, if someone was trying to kill you, and the only way to stop them was to kill them, would you take their life? Which is one of those weekend questions that people ask, which is, you know, if you if you had a million pounds, but uh, you know every time you spent the money, someone around the world died, would you spend it? Like those stupid kind of questions well, that, that, that for like drunk people to kind of just kind of bat around. Or I think the the, the modern one right now is what is there more of wheels or doors or a thousand lions? Uh, uh, sorry, uh, uh, a billion lions could they destroy the sun? Like it's one of those sort of. Questions, stupid questions. But, uh, uh, ordinarily, those stupid questions, though, are somewhat comedic in nature. So you'd be like, right, you can have a million pounds, but every time you blink, you fart. Like, <laughs> like, be, like it's supposed to encourage a comical conversation. Yeah. Asking me if I'd kill someone if they're trying to kill me isn't particularly like hard. So, but I naturally responded without skipping a beat of yes. And she was appalled by this. And I don't mean she was mildly put out that I was so flippant. Mm. She was literally stunned and shocked and she was like oh well you must think that your life holds more value than their life and i'm like well yeah to me it does to like everyone at this table it does to my family it does like i don't i didn't understand why to her it was a complex question um no especially as the person trying to murder you has come at you and put you in that situation and you're defending yourself yeah we've not willingly entered into like knife fight ufc no, like, no, no. like i'm being attacked here of course i'm going to defend myself and yeah. 
I, you know, I'd like to think that you, as my podcast host, would be more upset if I got murdered than the person trying oh, to murder me. It's it's not even that. If I wouldn't think the person who's trying to murder you, who actively went out and did that, I don't think their life is worth more than you, the person who was just doing their day and got attacked by them. Yeah, and then has to kill them to stop them. Exactly. Like they're putting me so. in it all position. But she did not like this response and started lecturing me about like the, the worth of my life and how one life is worth the same in God's eyes. And I was like, Well, then he needs to get better glasses because that's ridiculous. <laughs> you can't you can't be like murderers are worth the same as not murderers. Um we didn't see her again. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting because uh knowing like the, the friends that you have and everything, it's interesting that that person was kind of in that situation. Like, if you had lots of Christian-related friends, you'd be like, okay, I can see why my, my Christian friends are dating a girl who's very deeply religious and, and into this, right? Same way, you know, you, you describe yourself as maybe a metalhead. If you dated a girl who was gothic or had loads of tattoos and that, I could go, yeah, I could totally understand why she's, like, with you. Uh, but based on what I know about you, it's interesting how she even ended up in this situation to begin with. Yeah, I mean, I'm more than happy to have a conversation about theology with anyone. It was just, this to me, this was a stupid example. Mm. Like, if you were going to have a conversation with me about it, fine. But this was just really antagonistic. And I was like, well, why? It was more her reaction, to be fair. Like, I gave her an answer and it was just very intently, I'm wrong. And she's going to tell me why I'm wrong. It always, it almost reminds me of people that you meet out of uni or in uni, where they suddenly become very political mm-hmm. and, and very uh, emotional about their thoughts and opinions on things and like to have debates with new people they've met. And it's like... You don't need to have that with someone you've just met. Yeah. I mean, if there'd been like the ninth time we'd met her and they'd been yeah. dating for months, it may have been an entirely different tone. But just yeah. to turn up and just start that, I mean, the person you brought up was just kind of sat there with their head in their hands the whole time being like, oh, mm. my God. Um, but no, luckily, never, I've never tr- actively tried to break people up. But no, but you, you can meet people and go, well, okay, you're dating, but clearly me and them would never get on in a million years. And that is like a trope in films where you have like the two people that meet and they hate each other, but oh no, they get to know each other and then something happens yeah. and they get together sort of thing. So yeah, you, I can definitely see why you might see some relationships and you're like, I don't like the person you're dating. I can see why you do, but me and them would never ever get on. It, it is, a, I guess, a big worry, I guess, in what can be in relationships where you want your friends to like your partner because yeah. you're like, well, I don't particularly want to have to be in a situation where I'm expected to choose yep. between the two. But that's not why we're here. We have to talk about friends. We have a tangent. What else is new? Uh, but we then join Ross and Rachel in bed. And Rachel is reading and Ross is making notes. Confession time. I thought he was writing an army list. An army list? Yeah, and then I realised that Ross doesn't play Warhammer. (laughs) But because he had like a notepad and a pencil and something else was looking and I was like, I just want an army list. And immediately I'd been doing that about 10 minutes before, so maybe that's why I initially thought it. Uh, But I was like, oh, Ross is wearing an army list. No, Ross doesn't do Warhammer. Do you know what? If we was a book, we would have a big asterisk here right now and there would be a paragraph or pages of explaining this tangent of what an army list is, what Warhammer is, the geekiness of it all. Because like, I just thought his... He's writing down notes, uh, probably, you know, something to do with work or whatever. Like, that that you, makes way you, more sense. Yeah, you, you went way, way <laughs> off with that one, right? Um, but she has some questions for Ross. Honey, I was wondering, mm. do you still have that um, Navy uniform? <laughs> no, I had to return it to the costume place. Mm. I think I have an old band uniform from high school. You remember not having sex in high school, right? Yeah. 
about you? I what? Mean, you have any fun, you know, fantasy type things? No. Come on, you gotta have one. Nope. Ross, you know what? What? If you tell me, I might do it. <laughs> Okay. Um, did you ever see um, Return of the Jedi? Yeah. Do you remember the scene with um, Jabba the Hutt? Well, Jabba had as as his prisoner. Um, Princess Leia. Uh... Princess Leia was wearing this um, gold bikini thing. It was pretty cool. So Ryan, I, I think you don't know uh, how many seasons of Friends there are, a few other Friends facts, but I think this is, like, this is your go-to. You know everything about this moment, and you can fill us in on everything. I'm ready to, to hear it. Right, so, everyone fancies Leia. Like, if you're a boy of a certain age, you grew up fancying Princess Leia. Right. I'm going to pause you there for just one second. Uh, I was going to talk about this earlier with Star Wars, that, yes, like, people who like Star Wars probably were a certain age. I think you had to be the, I guess, the, the right age for it to be at the cinema, for it to stand out to you, because it was one of those... Like films of a generation. Certainly for me, I I was too young when, probably not even alive when first Star Wars came out. So yeah, I think the the whole fantasy relates to people who saw this at the, the right age. Yes, I mean, I I joke that that the nineties X Men cartoon and Rogue specifically from that taught me what love was <laughs> because Rogue was my first crush and Princess Leia would probably second. But yeah, so to get back to, to Princess Leia, everyone yeah, fancies everyone her. Princess Leia. But I personally don't get the gold bikini thing. Um, so maybe, maybe you should explain it for people who haven't seen it all. So essentially, pretty much like Ross says in the clip, uh, Leia's in essentially a gold bikini um, after she's been captured by Jabba. Um, but she's much sexier in her standard robes in like A New Hope, like the white outfit, mm. or in her like snazzy Endor military get-up. I just don't get the bikini thing. Maybe it's the whole chained against her or slave to a giant slug that puts me off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, which, we have more Star Wars factors. In the movie, uh, there were several people in Jabba, the puppet, operating it. Uh, that, that's before the special editions where it got replaced with CGI, right? Uh, well, this shot's the same anyway. Oh, is it? Because okay. Jabba's a big slug by the time he gets to Jedi anyway. Um, and Carrie Fisher has to climb over his tail to strangle him with a chain to break free. Except there was a... I don't know what the politically correct term would be. A short person? Uh, uh, a dwarf? I think a dwarf yeah. is, is a was operating the tail. And Carrie Fisher had big high heels on. And not realising where she was putting her foot, she stood on the dwarf's head while he was operating Ooh. the tail and just like stabbed him with the heel. And then she chokes Jabra and then R2 helps her break free and then she disappears and she's fine. Um, but the gold bikini thing, I don't get. Having a crush on Princess Leia and fancy Princess Leia, 100%. With you right, like all the way. So when, when did Star Wars come out? 77 okay yeah i definitely i definitely wasn't born uh i it kind of reminds me of like james bond because like james bond had like a fascination with gold 
and and covering women in like gold and stuff like that. Uh, I I wonder if it's like just a, a sign of the times, like like that sort of kind of sexiness and gold was seen as a sexy thing. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it, or maybe George or Ryan ever thought it subconsciously, but. There's, to me, there was nothing sexy about her being chained up against her will. Um, but I, I, I guess uh, that's a bit of a submissive thing, perhaps. I don't so, know. I mean, I've never, I've never been attracted to what I would consider weak women. Yeah. I've always like, yeah, hence rogue. Always like <laughs> strong women. Um, maybe, but I mean, again, I would have been a kid when I saw this, so I very much doubt childhood Roy and was like, oh no, she's chained up against her will, and it's impressive. Yeah. I just don't. It just the gold bikini didn't do it for me. I thought Leia was much more attractive in a standard A New Hope get-up than she was in a gold bikini. I, I think even now, like if you watched it, I feel people probably feel the same way because no, younger people don't think of Leia like this and they certainly have watched these films because of the renewed interest, right? Yeah. It probably is a regenerational thing. Back in the mid-70s, having a woman in a bikini on on film maybe was kind of quite new and fresh, whereas, you know, you just have to open Instagram and you've got a million attractive people right in front of you. So... It might just be that it's very much of its time. I guess. I mean, Ross mentions that, you know, she breaks free and is a badass and stuff. And it's like, well, she's a feisty badass for the entire Star Wars series. Like, she's a badass at the start of A New Hope. Yeah. So if, if Leia being a badass is, you know, equal sexy, you don't need to wait for her to be chained up in a gold bikini to get that because she's Leia. It, it might just be it's because it's quite an iconic look. Um, certainly, like, the, the way she does her hair, which looks like a, a hot cross, not hot cross bun, but the swirly buns yep. uh, is is just iconic for the series no nowhere else does that if you did that hairstyle everyone just instantly goes star wars uh so maybe it is just you know just it's a very particular look that's quite striking i guess but it's not ryan or mark's fantasy no it's ross's fantasy so he likes his gold bikini so that's what he wants i did like how uh rachel is clearly trying to get his attention and he's got no attention and she's able to do the woman thing which i'm extremely jealous of of where she's like so i'm going to talk to you about something and you're instantly going to stop because you're now interested in what i'm talking about i mean i just like it's like have you got any like fantasies or anything and he's like nah. and yeah. she's like russ if you tell me i might do it yeah but, <laughs> and, and, and i feel like rachel is basically she's bored which is why she's saying that but also she knows that she can get any information out of him by just saying we might do it and he's like, oh. I, I, I think any woman can just say, if you tell me, it might happen. And Guy's mind is, so you're saying there's a chance. It's the dumb and dumber thing, right? When most women mean, I might do it, means I'm really, really probably not going to do it, but, you know, I want to... Well, I guess he, he might feel kind of stupid. Like, he already feels like a dork because he's a dinosaur nerd around Rachel. And I imagine that's an issue that probably comes up from quite a bit that Rachel's, you know, cool and sophisticated and he's a dork. So maybe he feels like telling telling her that he f- fancied Princess Leia and there's a gold bikini and it'd be cool if she wore it. It's like well, she she does start with you know, do you still have the the sailor uniform? And he's like, oh no, I had to give it back. Which you can tell she's instantly oh. So in in some ways, maybe we we kind of miss that that you know she's actually coming out with like, hey, I'm really into it. Like we we talked about it in that episode, um, but yeah, she's coming out like, hey, I'm really into like uniform. And then he's like, oh, I got a I got a old school band outfit. And she's like, you remember not having sex? You know, he's got Great a joke. He's like, yeah. yeah. Like, in some ways, that, that doesn't relate to British people because, like, being in band wasn't a thing. You don't have high school bands generally. Nope. You don't have marching bands and stuff like that. Like, being, being the band geek is not a thing. 
normally in British schools, if you if you in like a music class or something, you're seen as one of the cool kids because you probably play guitar or drums. Yeah. Or the recorder, which is absolutely terrible. But um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember there was a girl at my school and she was one of the popular girls, mm. um, but she kind of like, I guess, ascended every year. She wasn't like the popular girl for her year group. She was the popular girl of the school. Um, she was actually really nice and wasn't the cliche like mean girl at all. Yeah. But she had she played saxophone, and I remember in year seven going to the school te- the music teacher and being like, "Can I play saxophone?" And it was like, "Nope, we've only got one." And Michelle's using it, um, and then I never learned to play saxophone because. And, and yeah, that it could be your closing doors moment. You could have been an amazing saxophone player right now. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, she was definitely seen as cool. I mean, it helped that she was attractive, but she was. Seen definitely seen as cool because she played saxophone. So yeah. you'd have like a school concert, and there'd be some people mocked for doing whatever they were doing it. But then like she'd come out and play saxophone, and everyone'd be like, "Yeah, great, good, yeah, yeah let's clap." But but obviously, you know, she he doesn't have an outfit for Rachel, and then yeah, she's like, "Well, what are you into then?" Like, and yeah, I guess maybe he feels a bit of pressure to say something. And he might have gone, "Oh, you know, I kind of like Princess Leia," and and that certainly is a fantasy for many people of that generation. Like it's. I guess it is iconic. Like the, you mentioned that to anyone, the gold bikini. Everyone's like, "Yep, I know what you're talking about." Like it's it's in comedy a lot. It's in TV and film. It's mentioned everywhere. Like it's, I, I guess it was like an iconic moment for a lot of people. Maybe I'm going to sound super neurotic and insane at this point, but I don't really get the dress up as someone else thing. Well, we we discussed this again with the sailor episode of you know people in uniform and stuff. Well, I think it's different in. Ross wearing a uniform, Rachel's fantasy could just be Ross is an like a navy guy and he's like, look at the outfit. He looks he looks good in the clothes. Yes. But in Rachel's mind, I would imagine the fantasy was Ross is now a like cool army person or military person and he's gonna sweep me off his feet. Well, it's authority, dashing. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and we're gonna go do whatever we do. Whereas put on this iconic outfit that Princess Leia wears isn't about Rachel at all. It's entirely about Ross and his Leia affection. So I'd be a bit like, yeah, that's not about me though, is it? That's about someone else. Maybe. It might be, you know, he likes to look at Leia and would like to see Rachel looking like that, which is the same as Rachel wanting to see Ross look like an army guy or whatever, right? Navy guy. Navy guy. Um, but it could also be, you know, his fantasy is, you know, Rachel, I want to see you have like a bit of feistiness and power. Or it might even be the other way of like, Oh, Leia, you're all tied up. Don't worry. Han Solo is here to, to come and save you, and it's Ross saving her. Like, who knows what Ross's actual fantasy is? Yeah, I suppose you don't really get that. I don't I just, maybe I'm over examining things. I, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I feel but... like if someone said to me, Ryan, can you dress up as someone else? I'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, I guess it comes down to personal preference, right? Like, some people are really into, uh, like, the cosplay and dress up and whatever in, in their lives, whether it's sexual or not. And other people, are like, I don't get it. No, it's kind of like lingerie. Like, I don't really... No, I don't I don't understand it either. Like, it's like look what I bought. It's in the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, sometimes lingerie doesn't even look nice. You're like, oh, that just looks like an old doily you've got there, but... I mean, it's like a good trailer, isn't it? Yeah. Like, lingerie is a great trailer, but it's, <laughs> all you really care about is seeing the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, clothes can be, be weird. It's the same with, like, corsets for me. Like, you see that, and I'm like, I don't quite get the appeal of corsets. And and sometimes it, it depends on who's wearing them. Um, and same with, like, you know, other people wearing clothes. Like, some clothes look better on some people than others. But, yeah, I, I've never understood kind of these sorts of fantasies and stuff. So, and Rosnet doesn't really ever go into what it is beyond the layer. And it might just be, oh, I quite fancied layer then. 
So he's come out with an answer and then he's had to dig deeper to, I guess, satisfy like Rachel wanting to, to please him, I guess. I guess. I mean, maybe I'm just prone to overthinking things. Uh, it would definitely be a track record of that on the podcast. Yep, definitely. Um, but Rachel has a chat to Phoebes about Princess Leia and the gold bikini and feet. It's definitely something Phoebes has heard of before and something she's done before. And said, oh, you know, that was cool. Um, but then Rosh joins Rachel at Central Park with Monica. He found her deliriously staring at a parking meter. Uh, and Phoebe currently can't see Ross as he's bent down, um, picking some stuff out of a bag. Uh, but then she makes a joke about strong Ross Skywalker. And of course, Ross over here is... <laughs> And uh, he's not impressed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't wait to get to, I guess, the next bit of, of what's going to happen with this. Okay. Um, but then we join back at the boys' apartment and Chandler gets home with an offer for Joey. All right, listen, I got three tickets to the Rangers tonight. What do you say? I say I am there. Cool. Oh, is Ross going too? No, Janice. Janice... Because I just, I feel bad for Ross, you know. I mean, we always go together. We're like the three hockeyteers. <laughs> you know, I may be way out on a limb here, but do you, do you have a problem with Janice? No. Yes. Oh, God, how do I say this? Uh... Oh, God. Hi. You know the girl from the Greek restaurant with the hair? Ooh, that girl that I hate? Ooh, she drives me crazy. Ooh. Oh. Look, I don't hate Janice. She's, she's just a lot to take, you know? Well, there you go. Oh, hey, come on, man. Don't look at me like that. She used to drive you nuts before, too, remember? Yeah, well, I'm crazy about her now. I think this could be the real thing. Capital R, capital T. <laughs> Don't worry, those are the right letters. <laughs> Look, what do you want me to say? I want you to say that you like her. I can't. It's like this chemical thing, you know? Every time she starts laughing, I just want to... <laughs> pull my arm off just so I have something to throw at her. <laughs> Thanks for trying. Honesty isn't always the best policy. I mean, not when you want to, you know, dismember yourself to, to, <laughs> no. to launch them at somebody. Like, I, I, I know he's, like, trying to use, like, ghoulish humour to kind of make up for it a little bit. But, yeah, like, I get it, because Joey has to, to deal with her the whole time. If it was Chandler dating Janice and they lived somewhere else, fine. But Janice is coming into their home all the time and making Joey feel uncomfortable in his own home. Yeah. And certainly you do get that in relationships where uh, people are, are sharing a place. All of a sudden you're like, hey, uh, your girlfriend's over an awful lot and uh, the bill's gone up because she has showers all the time and is cooking all the time and taking up all the space all the time. And, you know, how's that fair that I'm paying for her to be there? The thing. Uh, so I can see where, where Joey's coming from in this regard. His, his tact is quite low. At the same time, how do you bring up saying, like, look, I like your girlfriend, but she's here an awful lot, and I kind of need my own space? I mean, I guess it's one of those things where if you phrased it like that, I wouldn't be upset. If you were like, Ryan, she's always here. Like, I need some, like, can she be here less? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'd, I'd probably be like, all right, fair enough. We'll spend more time at hers. Like, it's. I feel like that's just you, really. I feel like most people take offence to that and be like, well, I love my girlfriend, so why don't you? I mean, I'd probably be like, up, like upset. I'd be like, oh, Mark doesn't like my girlfriend, so 
that's that's not nice. But at the same time, it's your apartment too. Like I can't enforce, yeah. you know, her on you because you you like you said you live there. Like if well, as, as I've told you before, like living with with friends or even just strangers is always weird because you have different ideals, I guess, and things they do just annoy you. Yeah. So same when you know, working in an office and someone comes in and puts mackerel in the microwave every lunchtime. And you're like, don't do it, it stinks. Yeah. But they love mackerel, so they eat it, right? So I kind of get Joey here. Like, yeah, Joey is right. Chandler also found her annoying. So Chandler should kind of understand where Joey's coming from. Uh, I don't kind of get where Chandler's got this kind of, he thinks she might be the one thing from that he didn't have before. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's the whole, he got to know a different side to a, on the web chat yes yeah yeah definitely yeah and then things are different this time things yeah. things may just feel different sometimes yeah it's a timing well, thing isn't it well she's been married maybe she's calmed down a bit and not buying socks with you know famous cartoon characters Rocky, Rocky, on. Rocky, yeah. Bullwinkle. yeah um but yeah i, I do kind of see where channel's coming from in the sense of it doesn't feel like joey's trying i mean all we've seen in the episode is the and Janice being slightly annoying at breakfast and now he's been offered Rangers tickets. Now, I'd be more upset that I was offered Rangers tickets than <laughs> yes, that Janice was going to be there. I mean, um, hey, she, she, yeah, she made pancakes. It's nice. Like, okay, she's got an annoying voice. She's got like a mo- annoying ticks of like her laugh and the oh my God and whatever. But I'm sure, I feel like she's just a clash of personalities. Like Joey's quite chill. Whereas Janice is probably quite high energy. And yeah, Joey needs to try harder, right, to just ignore it or remove himself from the situation a bit. Yeah, it's fair. I, I, I do kind of think the channel has got a, a right to be annoyed, yes. given how little effort we've seen Joey make. Um, but then Ross and Rachel get home, and of course, Ross is complaining. How could you have told her? Ross, I didn't think it would be that big a deal. Oh, she didn't think it would be that big a deal. Okay, who are you talking to when you do that? Look, that was supposed to be like a private, personal thing between us. Okay, Ross, Phoebe is my girlfriend, okay? We tell each other everything, you know? I mean, come on, guys do the same thing. I mean, what about that locker room stuff? That's different, okay? That's like uh, who dated a stripper or who did it on the back of the Staten Island Ferry. Both of those, Joey? Yeah. (laughs) you You don't talk about, like, you know, your girlfriend and the intimate stuff you you do with her. Not even with your best friend? No. That is so sad. (laughs) You're missing out on so much, Ross. I mean, the bonding and the sharing, you know? And and knowing that someone else is going through the same thing you are. So what, you you tell each other everything? (laughs) Pretty much. Did you... Talk about the night of five times? <laughs> Do you tell people about the night of five times? Uh, honey, yeah, that was with Carol. I know, but it's still worth mentioning, I think. <laughs> I mean, okay, <laughs> the night of five times. I don't know why, I don't know why Rachel knows that story. <laughs> well, Ross is clearly proud of it. Um, <laughs> it he must have told them before at some point right and just keeps on bringing it up before he's been with her uh yeah i I, i've got to love the the differences between men and women here you know she's like i've told everyone about what we did and he's absolutely mortified and shocked and i think i would be too like you don't 
necessarily want everyone knowing things, no. especially especially if she's telling his secret to people. Yeah. And then obviously Phoebe says uh has taken the mick out of him, <laughs> you know, going going Ross Skywalker. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh but it but it's true, like men don't talk about this stuff uh like personally. And you know what? I don't want to bond. I don't want to share. Like, before this episode, you told me a story about someone else and what they got up to. And I didn't need to know any of those details. I don't want to know what they got up to and what they did. Fair. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's a funny story. but yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and certainly, like, you know, Ross uh, talking about, you know, uh, sleeping with a stripper or the Staten Island Ferry. And then I absolutely love Rachel's, like, very low key. That was Joey, right? And it's like, yeah, it's like a little little personal joke between them that lasts for a second. Like, yeah, Ross is right. That's the stuff guys do talk about where you like you talk about a funny situation, but it's quite vague. Whereas, you know, Rachel's probably gone into quite detail of probably both sides of the story. Yeah, well, it's, it's, with men, it's always the past. Like, Ross sits the nail on the head when he says, not your current girlfriend. Yes. The things you, like, it's just, I don't, I don't know if it's, you don't want your mates thinking about your partner in that context where you're just like, you know, like, I'm dating this person. I don't want you to think about them sexually. Yeah. So I'm not going to tell you a sexual story about them because... Plus, I think it's a... I mean, we were discussing PDAs at the start of the episode and maybe it's a cultural thing, but I just, there's no, you don't need to know that. No, and I, I, I think if it was the other way around, if Ross was telling Chandra and Joey, oh, did you know that uh, Rachel, you know, is really into uniform, especially the Navy one, and this is what she did when I wore the Navy uniform, like, she probably would be mortified that yeah. he's bragging to his friends like that. But, but it seems to me that if a woman does it, it's... It's not the same thing. It doesn't have the same connotations. And it might be because men do sexualize things a lot more than women do, perhaps. Yeah, well, yeah, I think that's, that's a good point, to be fair. I think like when Rachel and Phoebe were discussing, oh, you know, Ross wants me to dress up like Princess Leia, you know, like it would be a general conversation about how they feel about that, yeah. not about, oh, ain't that kinky? Yeah. Whereas when men talk about sex, it's a lot more, this was good, <laughs> Yeah. this happened, the end. It, 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 it is just normally about the sex i guess yeah yeah it's well it's this also ties back to an earlier episode where they talk about like their first kiss and rachel's like oh it's really passionate and we did this and we hugged and held and whatever and then the boys are like with tongue yeah cool yeah that's <laughs> one of the gory details yeah. uh so yeah it's it, it just makes me laugh though about how you know you have to be careful generally with your girlfriend because they will tell people things in confidence, but those things will slip out because women can be as funny as men with their their little digs and stuff, mm-hmm. such as like with Phoebe there. Like that was very funny. I quite like that. Um, yeah, you you need to be careful. I I almost feel like men are better at keeping, I guess, secrets for their like relationships to themselves. Well, I think like because men would probably describe it more graphically, and it, it's a kind of and maybe it's like a possessive thing a little bit, almost of like this girl is mine. Don't. Yes think about her in that way well um, certainly you've described it in the past where you'd be like well if this is a girl i'm just kind of seeing i don't mind telling you stuff but yeah. if it's a girl i'm dating no you don't get to know anything yeah and it, i mean i would i'd seldom go into gory details but yes. like, oh yeah this happened with this girl that i was seeing is in the past there's no kind of borders being crossed really and for the most part she's going to be oblivious to the context of the conversation. It's not a dangerous situation where you're going to bump her into the street and go, Ryan said this. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's an anonymous conversation for the most part. Yeah. Whereas if it's a conversation about my current partner and I tell you something and you decide to make a joke, I don't know how she's going to feel about you knowing that or yep. me saying that. And it's just a lot, it just seems dangerous. Like, 
Well, yeah. again, why do you need to? Well, well, I guess like for for Rachel's perspective, that she's discussing it because, like she says, like it's it's a way for them to to discuss things and as friends bond over like a story and experiences and stuff. But the way she tells it is going to be different to the way Ross would tell it to Joey, where it wouldn't be a bonding experience; it would be a brag. Yeah. I mean, again, I mean, I think my experience, even when chatting to men or women about this kind of stuff, tends to be generalities are fine. Avoid specifics. Yeah. Because it's just, you can have the conversation without getting specific. There's no reason to name people or go into gory details. You can start the conversation delicately enough. Well, certainly there's some of my friends where they've told stories and I've changed my opinion on them slightly because I've learned something new that I didn't know, like a deep, dark secret. And you're like, I had no idea that was like inside you that personality or he was into that sort of thing yeah. it's, it's it's almost like the the classic you know the 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 minister's wife and she's like like the the most loveliest person ever and you know doesn't do anything wrong and then it turns out actually she's got this dark side and it's a completely different person in there and you're like oh now that's changed who i see them as that's fair um well i think it's a good time for an advert break oh i think so too we'll see you on the other side Find inflation the old-fashioned way by spending less money. Check out the HyperX store at Amazon.com to find great Prime Day deals on July 12th and 13th. Stock up on new gaming gear so you'll be equipped for the new launches and content drops. Mark your calendars and set your alarms. Deals like this won't stick around long. The Hardcore Gaming 101 podcast is on a mission to rank the top games of all time. I like the idea that when Bruce Wayne gets angry, he switches to the Batman voice. Why do you have such a problem making Boomerang shaped like a bat? You mean like Batman? Not like Batman, just make it for me, Bruce Wayne. I can't even with this guy. It's a Herculean task, and I'd be lying if I said it hasn't taken a toll on our cognitive faculties. Most people would be happy to have a job during a global pandemic. (laughs) Dennis... Hardcore Gaming 101, twice a week, every week, right here on the HyperX Podcast Network. Hello, my name's Jonathan Dunn, host of the O3C Podcast. Every week I'm joined by my two best gaming buddies, Chris and Minty, and we talk about the games we're playing, the games we love, and how they rank alongside our sacrosanct top 100 favourite video games of all time lists. Deep dives into gaming mechanics, history and lore abound, all topped off with lashings of irreverent rye, British wit, witterings and wisdom. Details on the show and more, head to o3c.games and tune in every Monday on the HyperX Podcast Network. Prime Day is coming. Check out HyperX Store on Amazon.com to find great Prime Day deals on July 12th and 13th. Stock up on the latest gaming gear from HyperX so you'll be ready for all the new launches and content drops this summer. Mark your calendars and set your alarms. Deals like this won't be around for long. Welcome back. Um, to slightly touch on what we were chatting about before the break, even though Ross is upset, he kind of handles this well. He does, yeah. He doesn't get angry and shouty like you kind of normally see from him. We don't get red Ross. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. And then, you know, he, seem, he seems to... I think he, he, for a change, he listens to what Rachel's saying and yeah. actually tries to understand what Rachel's saying. And Rachel's... I guess this is because she doesn't understand that men don't talk about this stuff. She's not done it maliciously. So Ross is kind of like, oh, okay, I understand what happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to touch on the fact that I actually, for once, impressed with how Ross handled a situation instead of being a giant dork. Ross is growing. And, and I've said this before, like, you, you always bring up my hatred of Ross. And I, I always do. say... 
no, no, he gets better as things go on. And yeah, Ross definitely does grow and that's, you know, great writing. Yeah. Well, we're big champions of honest and open communication on this show and Ross and Rachel have just had some, but now it's time for Janice and Joey to do it. I hear you hate me. I, uh, I never said hate. I was very careful about that. A little birdie told me something about you wanting to rip your arm off and throw it at me. You got hate from that? You're taking a big leap there. Right? <laughs> All right, fine, 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 fine. We have got to do something about our little situation here, Joey. So, this is my idea. You and me spending some quality time together. But what does that... Uh, For Chandler! Okay, I'm in. Okay, all right, this is what we're going to call it. Joey and Janice's Day of Fun! Does it have to be a whole day? Yes, because that's how long it takes to love me. Yeah, I know. I sleep in the next room. That's my joke. My joke. It's my joke. <laughs> it's, so, it's so horribly, like... <laughs> inappropriate but like i like how janice is like it takes a whole day to love me and it's like okay that's funny in itself yeah and then just shows that yeah i hear it from and then oh my god i get all these images in my head i don't want to have oh my god yeah (laughs) uh yeah i i find it weird that Chandler has said this to janice because i feel like i would want to protect her from this and and not be like hey my roommate really hates you he wants to rip his arm off and throw it at you he hates you that much because that's never going to go down well with anyone hearing that. I don't think he volunteered the information. Given how kind of open and upfront Janice is being with Joey right now, I think that Chandler went to see Janice, uh, clearly was annoyed or upset by something. Be- being weird, yeah. Yeah, Janice went, what's wrong? He's like, don't talk about it. She's like, tell me, you idiot. And then he dragged it out of him. And then once Chandler started telling the story, he got Chandler about it and it just kind of sn- all of it yeah. came out instead of like a filtered version to protect Janice. And then I absolutely love that Janice does this. Well, yeah, she she's not angry or upset. She's fairly calm about it and normal. And she like she it's almost like she gets glee and like, yeah, I'm going to torture you for a little bit because I'm going to make you like me. Yeah. I mean, it's especially because it's for Chandler. Like she hasn't got upset about it. She hasn't got offended. She's basically saying, well, you're important to the guy I'm dating. So us being able to tolerate each other at the very least would be helpful to that relationship. Yeah. Let's, let's make an effort. And she she's just stepping up straight away because Joey isn't. We, everyone talks about how Joey's the best friend. But right now, Janice is being the best. Yeah, because he, even right now, he's like, does it have to be a whole day? Like, yeah. he's not trying, is he? So, no, But I, I do love how uh, Maggie really delivers. Yes, because that's how long it takes. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. so, it's so charming. Like I, I absolutely love Janice. Um, what's not to like about Janice? Janice is ace. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, okay, there's the mattress king. But we don't know about that. I mean, yes, you can go. <laughs> she's got an annoying voice and she has annoying phrases, but that's the TV show. Like, like I said earlier, if you just probably spoke to her normally, I feel like she'd be fine to talk to. Yeah. Like she, she, she's very loud. She's, she, yeah, she's just a very loud character. Mm-hmm. And she probably does calm down. And maybe there's like some nervousness or shyness there or whatever. I know people who would fit that description. But I think the difference is. Is it genuinely who they are mm. or does it seem like it's put on for some reason? Yes. Janice doesn't seem like she's trying hard or like she's trying to present something other than her authentic self. Janice just seems mm. like that's Janice. So I feel like when, when it's just 
how someone is, even if initially you find them kind of annoying, after a while you're just like, oh, it's Janice. You, you would just be like, yeah, okay, fine. Janice yeah. is loud and, you know, says, oh my God. Yeah, it's just her personality, yeah. You, you, and even, yeah, again, you might not be like, right, let's go on a cruise together, but you could handle hanging out with her for a day or a weekend. Yeah. Whereas if it doesn't come across as who she genuinely is and they're trying to be like, I mean, an example I guess I would give would be uh, we have a friend and we all went out and there was a girl present that our friend fancied and he kind of over-exaggerated his own personality to try and like impress her. Right. And I remember getting really annoyed by it <laughs> because they're like, this is irritating me because you're being like hyper you. I almost yeah. said their name. <laughs> you're being <laughs> hyper you and that's not who you are. Yeah. And he was just like, stop it. Like if, if, if it's going to happen between you and this person, like... Like, why, why have you put on a very posh British accent all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah, I just, like, I'm, I'm sure people change around people they like. Like, yeah. you jokes you might tell are different or your tone or whatever. But it, people who come across this disingenuine is the most annoying thing ever. And if they're annoying and disingenuine, that's a double whammy of hate. Yeah. Then you will be throwing your arms at people. Um, but yeah, we're back at Central Park. And we've got more sad, crying, mopey Monica. Now, Mark, be honest with me. Was I this bad? Okay, we're going to have to talk now, right? <laughs> uh, no, like, uh, I felt like you, you dealt with it almost too well in some ways. Like that uh, would be the jokes I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly right. Um, yeah, I, I think it's too personal to, to discuss on a podcast of this nature. Um, but no, you've, you weren't like this. Like, and certainly not like how Chandler acts. Like, you know... I'm I'm quite sad we didn't have freight phase three where we go to the strip bar, <laughs> strip strip club, right? Uh, that that never happened. Uh, we didn't have you in you know maternity pants because you gave up, sort of thing. Uh, you were still washing yourself, I think. Yeah. So uh, yeah, no, you you wasn't like this, thankfully. I mean, I know I didn't order Civil War VHSs. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, although I guess Monica isn't so upset that she'll miss taking a papa as a brother as the girls walk out of Central Park, uh, as she mentions going to a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you, you've always got to love it when someone's crying and you've made them feel better and they make a joke even though they're still crying. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, that's, that's brilliant. So yeah, so like, even though she's upset, she can still find a way to laugh. Yeah, I mean, it may be a British thing, but for me, jokes are, it's like step one of you getting out of the hole. Like, you're in the hole, the second you make a joke, you're reaching for the edge. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You, you know that, you know, you've got to the point where, okay, now I can laugh at this. It's, it's you know, we, we're getting somewhere. Yeah. But girls tell each other everything. Fine, Rachel. It's fine that you and Phoebe have a conversation about your boyfriend's fantasy. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll let that go. Don't have that conversation with your sister. <laughs> we bring this up many times where, for some reason, Monica seems to know an awful lot about her brother. Uh, if, well, Ross knows an awful lot about Monica as well, what they get up to. And it's like, they they even have discussions about it. And it's like, okay, cool. You might be good friends. Mm-hmm. There should be boundaries, though, when it comes to, like, family and stuff like that. And certainly, you know, you wouldn't um, want your, your, like, partner saying to, to your sister things you got up to or things you're good at or whatever. Like, it, she doesn't need to know that. No, like, it wouldn't ever occur to me to be sat in a room with a partner's family, even if I was, like, really close to their brother or something, and be like, yo, bro, you know your sister likes this, or me and your sister got up to this yesterday, or, hey, the night of five times. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sir, your daughter, absolutely amazing. You've done a good job bringing her up. 
five times. I, I saw a, a TikTok the other day that was a, a guy who walks in to meet his girlfriend's dad. And uh, he's like, oh, nice to meet you. And he goes, and the, 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 the boyfriend goes, oh, it's, it's great. We've got stuff in common. And then the dad goes, honey, he goes, we've both got the same nickname, but for right while we're here, it's probably easy if you're dad and I'm daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like howling at this for about 15 minutes. Now it was clearly set up. and yes. wasn't an actual situation, but it, it, I was trying to work out what would I do if that happened, if my daughter brought a guy home and he made that kind of joke. Because <laughs> I feel like I'd be like, <laughs> but it's my daughter. But you'd probably want to punch him after. Yeah, I'd like, hit him and then laugh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, that's, there's a lot of comedy that though, uh, even within friends, let alone anything else, where it is uh, telling the the parents something really inappropriate because you're you're nervous. So you're like, I'll bring up something that's positive about them and I haven't realised who I'm actually talking to. Yeah, it, it, but... Yeah, just don't do that with family. Like, no. it's not even friends. Like, if, if you and I are like, I wouldn't talk to my friends about this. Their, their family or your family yeah. are definitely in the, the hell no category. Now, you, you could argue it's fine if, you know, Rachel went, Oh, Monica, you know uh, that Princess Leia costume? You wonder why your brother had it? Well, I can fill you in now. That might be a little bit different because that's weird. But yeah, don't don't talk to. No, like, avoid the topic entirely unless you're specifically <laughs> forced to be in a situation where. You know, like, why is this vase broken? Uh, me and me and Ross knocked it over. Yeah, you, that's you, all you need to say. Yeah, you don't don't need to say there was a ring toss game going on or anything like that, right? Yeah, just just no, just just avoid it. Um, but the girls leave, and then Ross brings up to Chandler the fact that girls girl talk about everything. Women tell each other everything. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah. No, Chandler, everything. Like, stuff you like, stuff she likes, technique, stamina, girth. <laughs> girth? <laughs> why, 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 why would they do this? Rachel says sharing's great, and supposedly, you know, we ought to be doing it. Uh, do you wanna? We're not gonna talk about girth, are we? No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You go first. Okay. Okay. I'll go first. Okay. So, uh, the other night, Rachel and I are in bed talking about fantasies. And I happened to describe a particular Star Wars thing. Princess Leia in the gold bikini. Yes! <laughs> yes! Well, wow. Well, that, that was easy. <laughs> okay, you, you go. Okay. Okay. Okay, well, you know, you know when you're in bed with a woman, huh. and, uh, <clears throat> you know, you're fooling around with her, and you get all these, like, mental images in your brain, you know, like uh, Elle McPherson or uh, that girl at the Xerox place. With the belly button ring? Oh, oh my God. I know. And then all of a sudden, your mom pops into your head. <laughs> and you're like, Mom, get out of here. You know, but of course, like, after that, you can't possibly think of anything else, and you can't, you know, stop what you're doing, so it's kind of like you're, you know, you know, you don't know. Mom? You're, tell you're telling me about, about your mom? What is the matter with you? You said, I said share, not scare. Go sit over there. Okay, there's a lot to unpack about this clip, isn't it? Yeah. First off, we need to talk about girth. <laughs> uh, you know, 
Well, well the, the guys bring it up. Uh, apparently, women talk about the girth. Uh, yeah, I, I think anytime uh, someone says that word, there's only one meaning for it. Yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure it's a technical term for lots of things like width and length and height and stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it only has one connotation, doesn't it? Yeah, and it, yeah, it I mean it would probably trigger insecurity in like people men anyway just like wait what the second men think that their their parts are being discussed by people <laughs> yes. it's immediately like wait what what no, what like, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah what it, like, like, like even if it's just mentioned you're like no no it's always going to be negative it's yep. never going to be positive no one's going fantastic they, they they've said girth they're not going to be polite about it yeah like, what's the problem what's wrong with <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah. It's just someone else for us to worry about now. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Uh, I I absolutely love John. Like it's almost my line of the episode where he's just like, "What? What? Why? 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 Why would they do that?" Like, <laughs> it's like just utter bemusement because he's never he doesn't know. It's like, and I could understand this, right? So Chandler hasn't really dated many women, certainly not women who interact with each other. I guess really, apart from Janice. So yeah. He's probably not aware of this. And certainly Ross has only dated, you know, a couple of women. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, again, Ross should kind of know because Carol tells Susan everything. Yeah. Uh, so it's amazing they don't know. But, yeah, women talk. Men also talk, I think. But probably not in the same way. And certainly not about people they maybe know, as we, we previously discussed. Yeah. Uh, I did like the way Ross is like, well, maybe we should try talking about things like... Why do that? And I know Rachel's put it into your head. Yeah. And maybe he's doing what Chandler was doing previously on the internet of like, I'm going to do the thing the woman I'm into likes, right? Uh, so he's like, well, Rachel likes it and says it's good. Maybe we should do it. There could be a positive experience. Yeah. I guess, well, I guess what's, the, what's the win from sharing that? If I was to tell you in a conversation what my partner liked, why you don't need you should, in, there should not be a situation where you need that knowledge well I, I guess it's the same way you know how men in in life in general just don't talk about their feelings and that and you're like well there, there's a lot of things right now especially if like hey men should open up more and and say how they feel and things and so in that situation there could be some positive growth yeah well i mean i guess but i guess that's been like you don't need you don't need that information like no. if you want to have an emotional conversation and you know open up more and talk about stuff, maybe have a conversation about how maybe you're concerned that you know your partner's got a wandering eye or you've got one or maybe you're not satisfying your partner. Like, and conversation that's not specifically about sex. Yeah. In or the, the graphic. <laughs> I thought you were going to say curve then. <laughs> yeah, 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 but exactly like something that's not yeah. that specific. Because if I was to sit down and be like, oh, I really like it when my partner dresses like insert fictional character. What are you? That, that information, there's, there's no conversation we can have around that that isn't you either going, that's cool, glad you enjoy it, well done, or that's weird, why should you do that? I, I guess you could bring up like, hey, have you ever been with someone who's into dressing up? Like, how did that make you feel? Like, is it, is it, like, I think it's weird. Is it weird? I think it's weird. And obviously you might learn different things then. Yep. Uh, you might be, you know, oh, they're into this thing. Is, is that really odd? And you're like, well, you might learn from someone else. Like, no, it's not odd because I've got an experience I can share that's relatable right yeah. and you could grow that way but yeah in terms of like going into details about things and just going discuss doesn't quite 
work. No, like an open forum topic. It's just like, uh, I uh, don't know what's appropriate to say right now. And I don't well, know what I would want to tell you about my love life with my partner. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a weird conversation. And, and talking about being appropriate, I think this is one of my highlight moments out of all the friends where Chandler is like, well, you know, sometimes you're doing things and all of a sudden your mum pops into your head. Just the way he tells the story is absolutely fantastic. And there's definitely been times where you've told me, you know, vague things. And I'm like, you know, we're going to get to this episode and this bit we're going to talk about. And all of a sudden you're going to be thinking about your (laughs) mum anytime (laughs) you do anything now. And it's going to be... Glorious innocence, because you're going to come back one episode later and be like, so Mark, uh, my girlfriend and me were kissing, and then my mum popped into my head, and I couldn't get rid of it, right? No. Um, <laughs> like, and and I, I totally understand what Chandler is saying here, in that sometimes you do get these like weird faults, whether it's you think about sex or whatever, right, where you can't get them out of your head, almost like a, a song. Like you could just be sitting there, and it's perfectly quiet, and then all of a sudden... This, that random song just pops into your head and you're just like, oh, it's that annoying song. I forgot about it four years ago and now it's back again and it stays there sort of thing. But the way Chandler goes into it, too personal, I guess. Yeah, like we were talking just about details. Yeah. It's like, oh, when you're trying to be intimate with someone and someone hits your head and you can't get rid of them. That's what you should have said. Yeah. Not you think about your mum while yeah. you're having sex. Yeah, because he, he then goes into detail and then, then Russ is like, y- your mum? And he doesn't stop and go, oh yeah, I'm going to change the conversation or move on now. He goes deeper with it. And clearly Chandler, as we know from like previous episodes, has issues with his mum. Yep. And I guess sex in general, because of like his mum, his dad, the whole of his childhood sort of thing is weird, right? Uh, the fact that he's talking so candidly and doesn't realise kind of what he's saying. Yeah, it's almost like Chandler thinks this is a normal thing that happens to everyone. Which I think it probably does. Like maybe not your mum specifically. Yeah. But but yeah, I'm sure like it, it's a it's a perfectly normal thing for things to pop into your head that you forgot about. Yeah, or like an intrusive thought that you don't want yes. to have. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that, that's a, a p- perfectly articulate way to say what I've been saying for four minutes. <laughs> not, right? not you want to think about your mum. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, it's it's absolutely brilliant the way he does it, and I love the callback that we'll get to at the end of the episode yeah. with this. Um, I love how Ross is like, I said share, not scare. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Makes him go sit on a different chair. But I kind of think Rachel almost has her point proven here. Just because of how kind of, while he's telling the story, how relieved Chandler looks to be having the conversation. Like he genuinely seems like, oh, this is something I've wanted to talk about, but never felt like I could. Um, it just goes very, very poorly for him. Well, yeah, exactly right. Uh, because, you know, we... Um like, you know, we've already had, um, you know, the the one with Mrs. Bean in season one where, you know, Ross and uh, Mrs. Bean kind of hook up. So, mm-hmm. which is gross in itself. So, like, I, I guess in some way Ross's experience with uh, Chandler's mum and thinking about Chandler's mum and stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's just kind of funny how it kind of all relates. Yeah, it, it's complicated it is complicated <laughs> we also get a mention of copy girl we do don't we she'll become important later on she will do yeah i uh, the i do like like it at the start where they're like the cop the the copy girl and you're like oh it's like this weird fancy and then when she's revealed you're kind of a little bit disappointed <laughs> okay personal preference i guess yeah, well no like not to say that she's unattractive but i feel like the way they build her up is something like she's she's fairly normal which I think is great for the show, right? 
Well, I, I think, I mean, the, the, the one with the belly button piercing. Yeah. I feel like it's the 90s. So that kind of stuff was like, especially in mainstream society, was really like avant-garde and cool. So maybe it was more of a, like a, a fetishization, I guess, than a, oh, look, she's dropped it gorgeous. It's just, she's the girl who's got that. Yeah. And that, that I guess, in their mind means things. But I, I do like the way that they, they mention her as like, hey, it's the, the hot girl at the copy place. Like, as if like they go and copy lots of stuff, right? <laughs> so you get to see it. Like, because generally, yeah, you'll be like, oh, do you, you remember the girl who like worked at the bar? Like she, she's attractive or whatever, yeah? Um, but yeah, the way they, they build it up is, is good. And obviously we get a massive payoff seasons down the line, right? Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely amazing. So yeah, so we get, get that little nugget right there. That's great. Um, we're then at Chandler's letter that night as Joey and Janice are home, arrive home. Not a room, that's not a word. <laughs> yeah. Arrive home after their day of fun. Um, it turns out to be a huge success. They went to a Mets game and they're their best buds. Janice kisses Chandler goodbye and off she goes. You still can't stand her, can you? I'm sorry, man. I tried. I really did. <laughs> well, you know, I appreciate you giving it a shot. But hey, look, you know, the good thing is is that we spent the whole day together and I survived. And what's even more amazing, so did she. <laughs> it was bat day at Shea Stadium. <laughs> I guess that's something. Oh, man, that's huge. Now I know I can stand to be around her, which means I get to hang out with you, which is kind of the whole point anyway. <laughs> okay. Oh, hey, Chandler, we, uh, we stopped by the coffee shop and uh, ran into Ross. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, if it makes you feel any better, I do it too. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. I always picture your mom when I'm having sex. <laughs> I absolutely love it. It's, it's just the way Joey says it. It's like you know, ah, oh, met met Ross at the coffee shop, and Charlie immediately goes, "Oh no, I know exactly what's happening next." Yeah. And then he 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 diffuses the situation. It's like, yeah, it's okay. Like you know. Happens to me too, and like Chandler feels emboldened. It's like, okay, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not unusual. Ross made me feel weird and unusual. It's like, yeah, I always think about your mum, <laughs> and like, it's just the way he, he says it with this kind of like soft smugness, but also caringness as well. Yeah, like he doesn't, like he hasn't realised it's a joke or a burn. It's yeah. just a fact. Like, oh, yeah, I, I think about your mum. <laughs> yeah, just, okay, yeah. Like, like, it's 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 that friendly banter of like, yeah, I think about your mum too. Like, it's a slight. It's slight burn, slight slight joke, but you're not forcing it home. You're just like, it, it, I guess there's a lot of truth in what he's saying at the same time, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely hilarious, right? But I'll have had the show could have had a nice moment where Chandler talks about, or Joey talks about being friends with Janice and that mm. he can hang out with Chandler more and that's the whole point. And we could have had this nice touching moment between the two guys and just, just left it there. And the show's like, no, we're going to go for this brutal joke. No, that's what uh, makes it. That's what makes the show the show, right? Because if it just ended nicely all the time, it'd be really boring. This is real. Like, guys' banter is like this, where you can't just be like, "Hey, you know what? You was right. I had fun with your girlfriend. Good night." There always has to be like a little little stab back of like, "You made me go through some pain." My turn now to give you some pain yeah. as well. I don't know if it's maybe like, especially like men of our generation and older, where we will have serious emotional conversation and then it's like right I, I need to i need to get it back to the the appropriate level of conversation joke <laughs> so, well, well yeah yeah <laughs> how, how do i segue from you know this terrible topic 
and and I guess that's comedy in general, like at least at least comedy shows, uh, especially friends. Like friends, friends will have its touching moment, and then it never ends on a sour note. There's always a joke to lift it off. Mm. No, well, maybe not always. Like we, you do have some times where, you know, they just end it because it needs to for the, the gravity of the situation. Yeah. But generally, you always have like your your bad moment, and then you have to lighten the mood slightly. You can't just have it bad. Whereas like you've got shows like The Big Bang Theory where they try to have their sentimental moments, but they put too many jokes in the middle. It just ruins it. And it's like, it's not funny and it's not sentimental. So yeah, real life is the same as comedy, yeah. I guess. Um, we then join Monica and she's watching one of the Civil War tapes that she'd bought for Richard, smoking one of Richard's cigars. And there's a knock on the door. It's her dad. Okay. We haven't seen him in a little while. We haven't. I mean, I'm always happy to see them, to be fair. The Geller's parents all the time. Um, but he came into the city for a money cuddle. <laughs> I don't know if I love it or hate it. I absolutely love it. I, I mean, I think like, you can tell I'm getting old and sentimental because I feel like if when I watched this episode originally, I'd have been like, that's the cringiest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And it is kind of cringy. But it's so kind of heartwarming and genuine at the same time. Yeah. And I imagine that was something that that he he said growing up yes. um, was a, a phrase they used together. And it's like, I'm just like, ah, yeah. maybe because I'm yeah old and sentimental now. I, I guess it's really nice that, you know, somehow news has got back to her parents and he's like, look, I'm going to come and make sure my daughter's okay. Because I feel like whilst most parents would actually care, I don't think they kind of want to get into that situation where they're discussing this sort of thing with you. Yeah, I, th- I think in this instance it's different because Jack knows Richard really well. They've been close friends for a while. Well, well maybe it's because it's Monica. Because like I bet for for Ross when him and Carol broke up, I I couldn't see him being like, "Son, I'm going to come and have a talk with you. It's going to make you feel better." Because it probably wouldn't. Whereas with Monica, it's different, right? Well, when the the Gellers were in an episode. And he mentions that someone at work's a lesbian. And he goes, I'm just saying. And like, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. he handles that situation. Yeah. Whereas this is really heartwarming and sweet. But again, dad's, you know, traditionally, I guess, dad's little girl is always kind of seated softly and, you know, yeah. is the favourite, I guess. Well, yeah, Ju- Judy's not there to basically tell Monica how terrible she is. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's really sweet. And you're, you're right. He probably, Monica was probably a little thing they had as a little girl and... You know, never outgrow that, right? Yeah, it's just, it's just like, you know, yeah. he may be in how old and she may be in her 20s, but he's always going to be her little girl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's very adorable. It's very sweet. Um, so they have a chat about how Monica's doing um, because Jack has been to see Richard. And yeah. Richard's doing terribly. Apparently, even worse than when his marriage broke up. Yeah, which I, I think is understandable because he didn't want to end the relationship. So, yeah. of course, he's going to feel much worse, right? I, I can't imagine Richard being distraught i don't want to imagine richard being distraught no he he would have a stiff upper lip and he would just be a bit melancholy i reckon in in my mind like if i was going to go peak richard after a breakup you would come round, and i'd be sat on my sofa with scotch yep and (laughs) i'd be taking quiet sips and then the only way you've ever done something was wrong is because the devils would be on tv and the devils would score and I wouldn't react. Yep. There'd be no joy in hockey that day. And that's how you'd know I would. And then that's when you go see my ex and be like, Ryan's a mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that, that's how that would be like peak vision. Instead of me actually like clutching down your trailer, that's going, why did she leave? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right there with Richard. Like he, w- he wouldn't be in absolute tears. He, you could just tell his personality isn't 
isn't beaming anymore, I guess. Yeah, like, oh, you're, oh Richard, look, I've just bought this like brand new set of golf clubs. And he's like, mm. like he's yeah. just not himself. Yeah. That's how you'd tell. Um, for some reason, this cheers Monica up. And Monica's a little bit crazy here, I think. Yeah, because if he cheated on her, then fine, right? You could be like, yeah, good. I'm glad you're, you're sad. But why is she happy he's sad at all? Like, she's miserable that she's not with him. He's miserable he's not with her. Why would that make you happy? Especially given that she caused this pain. Yeah. It's not like he dumped her and she's happy he's upset. She dumped him and he's happy he's upset. Like, like, that's weird. Like you might feel happy that someone else is feeling sad with you in that sort of weird scenario. Like uh, they're, they're in the same situation as you. But you caused all this. This is all your fault. So. Yeah, like, I understand that the, the kind of, I guess, selfish idea that you've broken up and you don't I think you want them to be miserable, but you don't want them to be happy. You want to feel like your absence is somehow impacting their life. Yes. Um, and so many people move on really quickly after a relationship and it hurts the, the, the ex. And you're like, did, did you not care? Like, was there no period of adjustment for you after leaving? And obviously in some cases there are, sometimes there aren't, depends yeah. on the situation. Um, but yeah, so I understand you wouldn't want to hear, oh, he was out last week and he's dating some new girl because you'd feel terrible because you'd be like, oh, well, what did I mean to them? if they can get over it that quickly. Yeah. But again, people deal with things their own way. Maybe that's how he's coping, by getting drunk and having one-night stands with models. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the fact that she's happy in this context just comes across as weird to me. Yes. But it does mean, now she's happy, that she can get a bit of sleep. Uh, she falls asleep during one of her dad's stories about going mm -hmm. on tour and uh, someone doing it under Uncle Sam's diamond. <laughs> it's like a really weird ranty story. Like, a typical dad story where it's not really going anywhere. Um, is it one of your tangents again? Yeah. <laughs> that's where I get my tangents from. It's just from watching Jack Keller over the ass. Yeah. Um, but she falls asleep during the story and he adorably covers it with a blanket. Uh, he starts smoking the cigar that Richard left yeah, Just the way he's like, mm, okay, Ooh. yeah. And he goes, I'm watching the Civil War video, <laughs> which I find weird, but it'd be no different to me watching a World War II documentary. Like, I don't no. have any interest in the American Civil War because it was the American Civil War. So I'm like, meh. At, at the same time, you've got to remember that uh, Richard and Jack are friends of a similar age and everything. Like, so they probably share similar um, like interests and stuff like that. They probably have their own, you know, collections that they've, they've swapped sort of thing. It'd be like me and you, you know, you playing a video game, put it on pause, and I come along and go, oh, let's play again. I'll, I'll carry on playing sort of thing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I can totally see that. If there are different, like Chandler coming in wouldn't watch it, but these two would be like, yeah, they, they probably have a lot of things in common. So, yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, but that's almost the end of the episode, but we've got just enough time to check in on Ross's fantasy. <laughs> Okay, here we go. I am Jabba's prisoner, and you have a really weird look on your face. What, what is this? Did I get it wrong? Did I get the hair wrong? What, did you just picture it differently? What? What? No, no, it's um, it's not you. It's um, it's. Well, what is it? Come on, sweetie, you're kind of like freaking me out here. I hate Chandler. The bastard ruined my life. <laughs> we, so so we, we get like a, a swear, I guess. Yep, it does. Don't always get those. It doesn't happen very often, does it? But when it does, it's. Yeah. It, I always want to save it for the right moment. Yeah. And, and this is, if you're Russ, definitely the <laughs> yeah. right moment. Yeah. Um, I, I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you're familiar enough with this episode to know that. 
when Ross looks at Rachel in her Leia bikini, he starts to picture his mum because of what Chandler had mentioned. If yeah. you didn't pick up that that was suddenly Judy's voice at the end, that's why I'm explaining. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I absolutely love it. I've, I, there's, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. So there's a, there's a website I follow called FML, which I'm sure you can guess what that, that stands for. Mm-hmm. And it's basically people will put stories of like terrible things that happen in their life. And there, there's a lot of stories where it'll be like a, a girl saying, oh, I've just like been seeing my new boyfriend and he came over and he said a very inappropriate thing that he thought was funny during like a, a private moment between us. And so just when he's like, going, bah, 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 I can just imagine him going, Rachel, open the bay doors. <laughs> so it's so, so like just really inappropriate, but geeky. And like, yes, he's in the moment, the fantasy. But Rachel just going, nope, I'm out. Like, stop it. Like, just him doing the, the noise. Yep. Um, and, like, uh, and then we get onto, like, the role play, and, like, she's trying. Uh, role play, I've never really understood, personally. Like, I get, I get it in terms of if you were acting, uh, like, on a, a stage or, or whatever, like, you're, you're playing the character. When it becomes this, I, I can't, like, disper- uh, like, give it of the illusion of, like, the reality of what's going on. I know you're, you're, you're play acting. Uh, so yeah, I, I I couldn't understand it at all. So when she's trying that, I'm just like, that's not sexy at all. Nope. And obviously she then ruins it by going, oh, did I do the hair wrong? Am I doing the the role wrong? Like that would take you out the moment instantly. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, well, I suppose when she sees Ross's face, the the kind of the moment's already yes. ruined. Um, all I thought was, why are you humming the theme? Just put the CD on. <laughs> That's even worse. Hang on. I've got John Williams score is about to come up. Let's, let's just wait for it to peak first before we begin. You're telling me at some point in your life you didn't own the soundtracks to the Star Wars movies? No. I did. I, I, I bet you did. The original trilogy and I think Phantom Menace and then I stopped buying them. Um, because so, uh, Darling, uh, can you put on track five, Jabba's Hut? Because uh, I need the, the rousing score to get me in the mood for this sequence. <laughs> no. yeah. I think it's because I, I also don't particularly see the, the sexiness of that situation. I would probably make a joke that would ruin it. Yeah. Like she'd walk in the room and I'd be like, I want a wonder. And she's just like sort of talking for teaser. Or, or you'd, be like, be, Great. you'd be like, I'm going to take my shot, but I'm going to miss because I'm a stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah, just, just something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but... I mean, you know, she tried. She made an effort. I, I think that's the thing, though. Like, guys, um, uh, when it comes to, like, sex and that, like, you can make a joke. And, and generally, with the right person, making a joke or having a fun time is probably, like, perfect. Yeah. And But certainly guys ruin it because women get some more likely to, to want to be in, I guess, for lack of a better phrase, like, the mood mm. or the fantasy of what's happening. And making a joke is very inappropriate and just ruins it. Whereas for a guy, you're just like, no, this is a funny situation. I don't care. Like, I'm, it, it I mean, doesn't ruin it. I won't go into details, but I think the best dynamic I've ever, I guess, experienced would be when it goes from the, the intimate to the goofy and back really naturally. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like one minute you're giggling at each other, talking about stupid stuff. Um, and then all of a sudden you kiss and then stuff happens and you're really intimate. And then, you know, that ends. And then the goofy conversation carries back on. And it's like, to me, that's, that's a good balance. So the yeah, that's the most be, comfortable, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like the, it, the it's going to be like, it is now sexy time. Yeah. Sexy time will proceed <laughs> to a 742. And then, yeah, yeah. Put know. on the Barry Manilow. 
Uh, we're only going to say the right things and do the right things and look the right way. Yeah, like hold me closer, Tony. Yeah, yeah. Be, being able to, I guess, have fun is probably the best way to have a relationship. Uh, but yeah, so on on this FML website, like, there's certainly women on there who have had like boyfriends say stupid stuff like that and just totally kill the mood in in a sentence. And it's amazing how how us men can do that. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just the. Uh, to to reiterate, just the the noise he makes, the way she dresses is amazing. I guess if you're into that, see, this is this is. I was hoping you weren't going to bring up the quality of the costume, okay? Because it's crap. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, she's got the hair and everything. <laughs> I just look. Yes, we're going to be just thinking. We've got it for the whole podcast. We've actually having to comment on the quality of the costume. Right, go 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 for your nerd tangent. It's not. I mean. It's, is it the same shape? It's not film accurate. Yeah. Is it the same shape and colour? I don't know. <laughs> yes. Is, is it made out of the same materials? No. Like, it's just, just I'm pretty sure Leia's hair isn't, um, in fact, I don't have to Google this now, but I'm pretty sure Leia's hair isn't in that haircut for that scene. I think she's got some kind of like ponytail thing going right. on the street. I don't think she has the classic like bun ears thing for that scene. Yeah, this is getting into proper Star Wars territory, but it's required, I think. I guess. Uh, so that's annoying. Um, and it's not made out of the same materials. I remember going out one year. This is where I get costume nerdy. Mm. And it's not for kinky reasons. It's just nerdy reasons. We were out one one year and we were at a rock bar and this girl with a ridiculous figure walked past. I didn't notice her ridiculous figure because what I noticed was her ridiculous backdoor costume <laughs> because it was literally like I got nudged by one of the lads and they're like look and I've looked up and then like the group have gone like oh and I went when did Batgirl have a skirt and I just got annoyed and started complaining that it was this kind of oh I guess I was annoyed that they, the Halloween company had tried to do that classic trope of men wear costumes, women dress sexy at Halloween. Yes. And they'd taken a backdoor costume and gone, we need to give her a tiny mini skirt. Where's to be the sexy. boob window? Yeah, and it's like, she's not Power Girl. But <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it had annoyed me. And that's why it's the same with this. I'm kind of like, eh. Like, where did you get that from? Like, couldn't the costume department have made you an accurate one? Or I, I'm assuming it's a store bought costume because the, got to remember, the mid 90s Star Wars was on the up again because yep. there was a lot of hype for. The special editions. Yep. Uh, it you know, Star Wars had faded away a little bit, and resurgence from the fans was coming back. Uh, so yeah, mid mid nineties, like the hype oh, was. This would have been what ninety six, ninety five, ninety six, something like that. Yeah, the first remaster came out in ninety seven. Yeah, but obviously, um, you would have had lots of talk. Oh, yeah, beforehand. Really happened, yeah, that's what I mean. Like it would have been right on the yeah the start of the build up. I guess, uh, and obviously the talk in five years time, we're going to launch the prequels and stuff like all that kind of start, started moving along, right? And George Lucas talking. So I think Star Wars at this point was was gearing up again. So yeah, it, it clearly looks like a store-bought costume and why not? Like if, if you're going to dress up, make it as accurate as possible. <laughs> I don't care if it's not sexy in like yeah. air quotes. Because the thing is, if... All right, we'll go back to Rogue as my example from, from earlier in the episode. Rogue's costume in the 90s cartoon isn't revealing, but it's very tight. Like you can't actually get clothes that tight because you, yeah. you need to be sewn into the bloody thing. Um, but it's obviously Rogue's figure is attractive. It's a t- typical voluptuous figure. Rogue's hot. I, if a girl was like, oh, I'm going to dress as Rogue for you, yeah. I don't want a mini skirt and a crop top that's yellow and green like Rogue. Like, yeah. 
dressed and do the costume. <laughs> it needs to be accurate. I mean, she's had about 17 costumes over the years, so you could pick any one and probably well, fine, I, I guess it'd be like you wearing your Navy uniform and it's not a Navy uniform. It's just some black trousers and a blazer and you've put some uh, bottle caps on. Yeah, it was the kind of, I guess, the equivalent of I'd, I'd dress up as, you know, like a military person and I would walk into the bedroom and then the, the partner would see me and go, that not that medal wasn't issued until two years after that. <laughs> and so, you know, like it's the kind of thing where when you know, you know, and it yes. ruins it. So yeah. I'm kind of like, well, well, that's a part of the fantasy. Like it's meant to be fantasy, and you get you you turn it into the reality, right? So if it pulls you out, yeah, fair enough, right? I mean, admittedly, it being a screen and accurate costume is a much better way of being pulled out of a fantasy than picturing your mum's face. <laughs> well, that's the second part of this, and I I just hope you think about it any time. Um, you get lucky with with anyone in the future that uh, you think of this scene. Uh, uh, well, okay. In that case, I'm I I basically I'll... trying to implant it into your head to, to ruin your life. No, I would try and make a Jennifer Aniston as that. Okay. <laughs> I think of peak nineties Jennifer Aniston instead. Yeah, but then, but then you'll be like, Mum, no, what I'm, are you doing here? I'm going to build a psychic protection wall in my mind that is nineties Jennifer <laughs> Aniston that will save me from this happening. Or in six weeks' time, one of my partner will be super going like. I hate Mark. That's the real life. Mum! It's just the way that Chandler says that mum. But I can't remember actually his name though, the woman who plays Judy. Uh, but fair play for her getting in the costume. Now, immediately, we don't see her no, she's not, completely she's not, yeah. in the costume, but she's clearly in the costume with a bathrobe one, yeah. um, which is, you know, it's a good sport, to be fair. Like, there's, there's no dodgy CGI where her face is, like, weirdly no. floating. Like, it was, yeah, put it on and put a bathrobe on. You know, I very much like, high five, you get dinner bought for you on that day, actress, yeah. because... Yeah, she, know, she's clearly play. involved in the joke. And think, and I, I think the actress would definitely be involved in that joke and be like, yeah, this would be fun. Be funny. Yeah, well, I mean, most people are actors, I guess. So even if they yeah. weren't, you'd be like, it's my job. Yeah. I'll do it. Um, but it's definitely, a, it's definitely a worthwhile joke. I'd be up for it if you were. If I played someone's parent in the show and you're like, we need this awkward situation, would you do it? I'd be like, yes. I, I, I think that, like this whole kind of subplot with Chandler and, and Ross here is probably one of my top 10 moments of Friends ever. Like it's... It's the one that makes me laugh the most every single time. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's because it, it's kind of based in like in like realism. In like, yes, that's something relatable to people. Yeah, that you know, like other people have experienced this, and this pro this episode is going to put the seed into everyone's head. Certainly, us doing it and talking about it right now. You you know, there's going to be someone out there who's going to be like, "Damn those people! Why did they talk about that episode and focus on that that moment too yeah. much?" Like if if. Princess Leia gold bikini is your go-to go-to bit of <laughs> even more so, right? Now you're ruined. Now yep. it's ruined. It's yep. not great. But but yeah, it's just a great episode. I I love this scene. Everything about it's funny. Um, yeah, amazing. Although technically, the gold bikini breaks canon. Go on, because in A New Hope, uh, Carrie Fisher is in the like the white kind of robe she always wears, yep. and they run down a corridor. And Carrie had to phrase this delicately. Carrie Fisher was a buxom woman. Um, and she's got a bra on, but the bra's visible through the thing and it looks stupid apparently. So George Lucas is all like, whoa, 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 Carrie, there are no bras in space. Take your bra off. And she's like, what? And he's like, take it off. And she's like, but the... Fine. So she does what she's told. She goes off, takes the bra off and then runs back down the corridor. Things move the way you'd expect them to move. With physics, yes. Yeah, with physics. And apparently this like this clip, it's like an eight second clip of her running down the corridor without yeah. a bra and broke the internet when it was like, <laughs> when it was like it got, I think it was on like a special edition DVD or something, but I remember people at the time were like, oh my God, it didn't explode, it's Carrie Fisher's jiggles. And it was just like, all right then. Um, so technically that bikini top 
Well, I guess we're classed as a bra. I, I, I'm even more standard that George goes, there's no bras in space. Like, why? It's so, like, I, even if it's the future from long, long ago, whatever way they want to word the time in, uh, I, I'm sure there's a need for bras or some kind of item that holds things up. I mean, well, given given how you'd be quite likely to experience zero gravity in space, yeah. I don't imagine you'd want them tied down in some <laughs> yeah. way or held in place. It's like, great, that's, especially as you get older. Yeah. Like, great, no, that's, I can't see, <laughs> can't see where I'm flying. That's just flapping in my face, <laughs> popping out of my blouse the whole time. Um, yeah. Um, is that, that's the end of the episode, I, I think guess. That, yeah, yeah. I don't know what other Star Wars trivia. I mean, if, I, if you just want lots of Star Wars trivia, we could be here for another two hours. Yeah, I'm sure there's a much better podcast you could be listening to if you're into Star Wars. In fact... If you found us because you typed in like Leia or Star Wars and somehow we popped up, uh, I hope you enjoyed our friends chat <laughs> with, with some added Star what? Wars. They keep going up on French tangents on <laughs> Star Wars podcast. Yeah. Just, talk, just talk about the gold bikini more. I looked at it, you get an hour plus into this episode and be like, why are they talking about Star Wars more? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What, what, what are your thoughts on this? It's, I love it. It's, it's so funny. It's just there's so much in this episode where occasionally we talk about there being low points in an episode or or plot points that are kind of ignored or you don't really care. This episode, every single bit of it is interesting. Um, if I, I I would want to say I don't care about Monica and her sadness, but I do there's, care. There's there's so little of it though. Like we get it at the start and tiny bit in the middle, tiny bit at the end. Like it's it's there for brief moments. There's always a laugh in it. Yep. So it, it's fine, and that can go deeper in the future. Yeah. And we, we will get more of it, obviously. So that's fine. Uh, the, the Joey and Janice stuff, uh, it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, any time Janice is in the show, even when she's not a nice person later on, I'm still kind of happy to see her. Yeah. I mean, I like her, but I'm still happy she's there. I, I think the, like, the whole stuff with, with Ross and Rachel absolutely hilarious and like you get to see just kind of like their normal life and realize oh you know they're they're not quite as square as you think they are like you know rachel has fantasies ross has a fantasy and stuff like they're they're not as vanilla as you might think they might be yeah. chandler has the absolutely hilarious story and just comes out of it perfectly and natural i guess guess maybe only phoebe doesn't really get any time again no. uh, in this episode and you know there are some episodes where she's kind of sidelined and I guess in some ways you can argue she is the outsider to the group. Yeah, I mean, so maybe it's, it's the classic Monica and Ross are siblings, so they're always going to hang. And then, especially when Ross and Rachel are dating, these always around Monica's. And Joey lives with Chandler, so everyone else has got a direct link to yeah. be in one of the two main places. Whereas Phoebe's doesn't. Phoebe pops in and out, but but at the same time with this episode, and I think the best episodes are the ones who just can't stop laughing. There's always like a new line. With something that makes you laugh, like you know Phoebe coming out with you know Ross Skywalker, just totally out of there, bam, done. Uh, Rachel coming out with you know the the fantasy stuff and going, oh, I tell my girlfriend everything, absolutely hilarious. Chandler hilarious, Ross hilarious. Joey going, I spoke to Ross at the coffee place, like instantly. They don't even need to finish the sentence. No, you you're laughing, you're laughing yeah. instantly. So it's one of the top episodes, and it's the start of the third season. A beautiful start. Yeah, I mean, I think it uh, as a metric. I guess I've realized over the, the first two seasons of Friends is the more clip and less note there are in my podcast notes, the yep. better the episode's going to be because there were parts of this episode that I couldn't not include in clips. I mean, some of the clips are like two minutes long, which yeah. is much longer than we'd normally do, but you, you can't cut. I'm sat there going, 
and no, can't the clip here. Nope, need this bit, need that bit. So in terms of notes, it was quite light because yeah. there was just so much of this episode that you had to hear because it would be wrong to cut it out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, one of my faves. At some point, we do need to have, to figure out our like top tens. I feel like I feel like the the best way to do that is probably to figure out like top episodes per season. Yes, I was just about to say like top three per season, and then we had a final top ten based on the top threes. Yeah, f- yeah, that makes the most sense to to figure out logically. Are we so, going to have individual lists? Or oh yeah, in, lists? yeah, individual lists, right? Because right. that makes more sense for us to battle against each other. You know, like a movie fight style. Yeah. Get like a referee in and then well, well, we can argue why I'm right. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure, sure, we can do that. Um, yeah, I've, I've got nothing more to say about this. I, I hope you've all had a, a great time listening to this episode because it's one been one of my faves to record, definitely. I'd also quite like to know why you, if you can contact us at any of the usual places, Watch Friends Pod on Facebook and Twitter, watchingfriends.com, see, on other socials, okay. um, <laughs> is do you watch the episode and then listen to us? Do you listen to us, then watch the episode? Or do you just listen when they come out because you're so well-versed in Friends at this point, you don't need to, to actually re-experience the show? Yeah. That'd be, oh, that'd be nice to, to hear, yeah. yeah. So yeah, do do write into us. Uh, I know 99.9% of you listening to this going, someone else will write in. No, they won't write in. You should write in. And we'll read it out. So, you know, you can have your name on a podcast. I mean, I, I read a nerdy Warhammer magazine called White Dwarf that's been running for about 30 years now. Do you? Do you? And that's a surprise. Yeah, um, but the letters page in that, is continually full of someone going, I've been in this hobby since 1992. Never written in before. And I'm like, right, this person's been doing this hobby for 30 years and they've never never wrote to a White Dwarf before, never wrote a, a letters column. I mean, I'd been probably reading comics again what, at the age of 15 and I probably didn't write into a letter page until my late 20s. Um, so don't, yeah, I'm with Mark on that one. Don't just assume that because other people listen, they're going to get in touch. If you think you've got something you want to say, just yeah, far away. Yeah, we, we definitely like hearing from our listeners what they like, uh, especially, you know, we just want to talk about friends, really. Yeah, I mean, does your mum pop into your head? Let us know. <laughs> do our mums pop into your head? <laughs> do, do, do our voices pop into your head? Actually, don't, don't answer that one. Um, that would be quite a frightful thing. Yeah, I don't think we need to know if we've become part of people's role play. It's <laughs> yeah. just like, oh, you, you'll be Mark and I'll be Ryan. <laughs> Go Hi. on, tangent. Hi. Tangent. 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 <laughs> Hi, I'm Mark. Here's my joke. And I'm Ryan. Here's my joke. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, deep voice. <laughs> I turned into some Barry White. Yeah. Like, Welcome to Watching Friends. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. That was so cringe. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, thanks for tuning in to, to Watching Friends, yeah, the fair. one with the Princess Leia fantasy. And uh, the Mark and Ryan fancy. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we should uh, change the episode titles to, to something funny we say in them. Uh, yeah, the, the one with Mark and Ryan as the fantasy. Uh, <laughs> perfect, right? Uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening to us. Uh, we're not going to tell you where else you can find us because you've heard it a million times before. We're going to end it there. How do they can find us in the fantasies now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so until next week, goodbye. Cheerio.